All right, we uh, are, are back in session. And when we left off last, it was on item number 27, um, and Commissioner Wexler had the floor. Um, so as soon as you're ready, Commissioner Wexler, please oh, feel perfect. free to take it on. I got all my answers during the break. And which, if there are no other questions, I will move the item. Wonderful. Uh, is there a second? Oh, I'll of second, course. but I did have a question. Of oh. course, Commissioner Fur. And it's probably the same one you had. I'll bet. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Oh, I just wanted to know why they were doing. I just wanted to know why they were doing gasoline instead of electric. No, I don't know. Why are we doing gasoline? Could I ask, Chris? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Chris. Oh, they are. Yeah. You almost got away. Those from today, the ones on today's item, are all going to be converted to propane. For a cost of five thousand dollars a vehicle. That's right. it. But we will also get a, a, a fifty percent credit for a federal grant. And we have no electric ones, do we? No. Okay. That's coming. That's coming. The yeah. future. Is that because they don't make them right now? Well, they don't make them with the range that's necessary for the vehicles. We run about three hundred miles a day. Currently, range on electric vehicles is about a hundred miles. Yeah. Okay. That answers. Okay. Thank you. I I just hope that you know. As we move through this, there are a couple of us, Stacy and I, that have been through the depths of hell and back on transit for, for um, the TOPS system. And um, you all are very fortunate that at this point in time, we're really in very good shape. We, are. we really are. And so unless you know the struggle <laughs> that we all went through, um, for all those years, you can't appreciate how successful we are right now. That's great. And the item's been moved and seconded. Yep. Uh, all in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed, show the item passes unanimously. We're now moving on to item number 29, which um, I pulled and also a member of the public pulled, which would be uh, Juliet Ruhlhack, who is a, an employee oh, of FPNL. Um, I don't know if Juliet's here now. Uh oh, she's not here. So I just wanted to pull it quickly just to thank FPNL. Each year um, they do this for Broward County. There's always an item on our agenda every single year. And um, this will basically be uh, where they are valuing, a, giving us a donation of services of more than $1,000 to provide landscaping in the Municipal Services District. And so I just want to thank them for that. Uh, and with that said, would somebody like to move the item? Oh, hey, Tim, move the item. I move item 29. Uh, is there a second? Uh, all in favor, signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed, show the item passes unanimously. We now are move on to, I believe, was item 38, Commissioner Wexler? It wasn't 37, 38, is that right? 38. We're now moving on to item number 38. Motion to approve. Um, uh, hold, um, it is, it's a motion to rect retroactively oh, approve. Hold on. Oh, oh. Of, of course. We need one more. One more. Oh, wait a minute. Vote. If she's recused, oh. then we're stuck. Oh, that's true. Okay, let's move on to the next one then. No, let me go. Okay, Commissioner. It's true. <laughs> well, I think we were going to go pretty quick with just five of us. We were moving. Calendar, but I'm good. So we're going to leave it as is. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> Excellent. So now, item number item item number thirty eight is a motion to retroactively approve an amendment. Can you read my statement into the. Uh, yes, uh, Commissioner Wexler. Thank you. I do not believe that I have a conflict preventing me from voting on item. 38, nevertheless, in an abundance of caution, consistent with ethics advisory opinion CEO 07-5, and pursuant to section 286.012, considering my uh, chairmanship with the Broward Behavioral Health Coalition, I will abstain from voting on item number 38. Thank you, Commissioner Marchler. Uh, is there a second? Yes. All in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed, show the item passes uh, unanimously with one abstention. And Commissioner Bogan is a yes. Uh, we now are moving on to the regular agenda, and we are, we're starting with item number 45, which is calendar. a calendar. The calendar. The motion to amend commit to the calendar. Um, is there, does anybody wish to speak on this? Ms. Henry, anybody? No, initially we did not move it to consent because there was a little bit of a conflict for Thursday, um, uh, March 17th, but we think we resolved that, so at this point it is okay. as, it, as it's presented. Mayor? Uh, Mayor. Yes. Uh, Commissioner Ritter, then Commissioner Ryan. I would just like to um, say that I'm voting against this item because it is my practice to vote against any items that put workshops on the calendar. <laughs> it's a budget <laughs> Commissioner Ryan. <laughs> Thank you, Commissioner Ritter. Um, I'm going to vote against this item for a different reason. Anytime you schedule a workshop on St. Patrick's Day, I'm against it. <laughs> um, there is a. I will say. We'll. we'll uh, Um, there, has there been a motion? There's a motion. Is there a second? Second. Uh, all in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? No. Show the item passes uh, seven to one. Um, uh, we just have to, we have to go back. Uh, item 29, um, and it's my fault, it was also pulled by Commissioner Holness, and Commissioner Holness wished to speak about it, so I would ask if we could bring it back up. Thank you. Budget. All in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed? Show the motion to reconsider passage unanimously. We're now back to item number 29, uh, Commissioner Holmes. Thank you very much uh, for allowing me to uh, speak on this issue. This has to do with uh, Broad Municipal District, the unincorporated area where we serve as uh, its municipal government. I, I wanted to ensure that I expressed on behalf of all of us Thanks to Florida Power and Light. Uh, Ms. Roloch was here for the morning session, but as you know, we ran a bit longer than most of us anticipated. Uh, so she had to leave. Uh, we're having a, a real great event uh, in the Franklin Park area where FPNL is bringing in uh, their staff to assist in doing some work that's needed there. Uh, through their Power to Care Week. This is their eighth year of doing this project, uh, of doing these kind of work. Uh, there are three projects in Broward County that will, in, uh, will have over 100 employees uh, engaged uh, and 31 projects across the state of Florida. This 
uh, community of Franklin Park has a tremendous amount of needs. And within this area, they will spend some funds, but it'll also bring um, help to the neighborhood that's, that's really in need by doing some landscape into one of our parks that it is uh, utilized quite often uh, by folks within the community. So again, I, I wanna thank Juliet Rolock, FPNL, uh, for providing for us the opportunity to serve this community better in the, though it's a small amount of money they'll be spending, it is being spent within the district also, within the area. Uh, just across the street from this is Kelly Saad, and Kelly Saad is, uh, is providing uh, the uh, landscaping material. Uh, so we're helping a small business and also helping to ensure that we enhance the aesthetic appearance of the Lewis Chisholm Park. Again, thanks to FBNL for their support. Thank you. And Commissioner Holmes, would you like to move the item? All in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? Show item number 29 passes unanimously. We now move on to item number 46, which is, I think just one motion does it. Yeah, 29 AMB. Uh, item number 46 is a motion to adopt a resolution supporting the American Tennis Association Permanent Home and Black Tennis Hall of Fame Development Project in the city of Miramar. This is Commissioner Sharif's item. Uh, so Commissioner Sharif, take it away. So colleagues, initially when um, I was asked to support this item um, by the um, representative from the Convention and Visitors Bureau, Mr. Al Tucker, that was on Wednesday, December the 16th, 2015 at 3.30 p.m. in my office. Um, he stated at that point in time that the funding, the $500,000 for the item was going to come from the CVB budget. And so at that point, um, I proceeded with the understanding of that. I spoke to Ms. Grossman and I was under the understanding that that was going to be the case. Um, in subsequent um, conversations and an email that um, Mr. Tucker had shown to me, I was really confident that that was the case. Um, once I presented the item and I started the process to put the item on the agenda, I received a reconfirmation on February the 4th of 2016 that yes, it would come from um, that source. Um, since that time and since the introduction of my item, um, it has come to my attention that uh, the CVB budget is no longer an option to pull the $500,000 from. Um, the ATA, as you know, this has been an item that has been on for um, many years. They've been trying to find a home for this since 2014. Um, I can recall as, as TDC chair, um, dealing with this very item because I felt like it did have such merit and it had such a benefit to our community um, for the annual economic impact of $3 million. And so um, I have always been supportive of the item and I know that um, back on March the 17th of 2015, this commission supported a resolution um, requesting a million dollars from the state of Florida to support the ATA siting here. So um, in all of the discussions that I was having 
it appears that we do have support from the CVB and support from the Tourist Development Council to move um, forward with citing the ATA where it has where the site has been chosen, which is in the city of Miramar at the regional park. Um, however, we still have the $500,000 funding um, gap that has to be um, remedied in, in some way. And so I was going to pull the item from the agenda initially when I saw that the funding source changed. But because I feel so strongly that this item is such a worthwhile venture for the county as well as for the Tourist Development Council, as well as for the city of Miramar, I chose to keep it on. And so um, in, in an effort to be um, collegial and an effort to um, extend a um, olive branch, so to speak, I decided that I would um, write the memo to Bertha and tell Bertha that I would be in agreement because I think we're going to end up needing to use tourist development um, dollars to support this project. But prior to um, making that request or that ask, I wanted to also include them in the process if they wanted a second bite at it. I already know that they had a resolution and they joined in and said that they supported that on um, March the 17th, 2015, um, there was a resolution. Um, I know that Commissioner Wexler had attached uh, part of that resolution and in the backup here uh, that our staff used when we did the ask. What I am asking today is from my colleagues, uh, support for the item and also a um, tentative request for $500,000 from Tourist Development tax dollars be set aside to support the project um, in the city of Miramar at the regional park. And I know that the previous item said the um, Central Broward Regional Park, but now this is the Miramar Regional Park. And so I want to make sure that um, everybody is clear on that. And so I just wanted to open the item with that so that we all understand and are on the same page. Thank you, Mayor. Um, before we go, we have a member of the public that wishes to speak. Um, is Miramar Mayor Wayne Messam here? Oh, uh, after you, Mayor. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Mr. Mayor, Vice Mayor, distinguished members of the Commission, City Manager. As introduced, I'm Mayor Wayne Messam from the beautiful city of Miramar, um, and it brings me great delight to come and support um, of this item. Um, the city of Miramar was approached by American Tennis Association with the purposes of making Miramar Regional Park their home. The ATA proposes to develop a national tennis education complex which would include the ATA's headquarters, a museum, and a national training and competition facility um, at our regional park. In addition, the ATA proposes to build a hotel on the site as well. The ATA has committed to hosting their national championships at the facility. They have held events, um, that event in Broward County for the last several years. Um, in fact, um, the CVB estimates that over 10,000 visitors with an economic impact of over three and a half to five million dollars to Broward County's um, economy um, due to the development of this project. I am here to ask the county commission to support the funding request toward this project 
as proposed in the resolution, because the resolution actually asks for funding um, directly um, from the CVB. Um, and we know that this project works well for Miramar because it's consistent with our master plan and our desires to make Miramar a destination, especially at Regional Park, where we have great amenities, an upcoming amphitheater, and with this um, great facility, will help diversify Broward County's tourism and bringing tr uh, and attracting visitors to the western end of the county where um, our beaches are so well attended. Um, so, but we do need, uh, we can definitely create opportunities for tourism with this facility um, at our regional park. The beauty about this opportunity is that everyone has skin in the game. Um, the city of Miramar is being asked to donate the land. Um, the ATA is actually developing and building and funding the facility. And um, we're asking if the county um, could provide um, some funding as well. Um, and the benefit to the county, obviously, is because of the economic impact and, and, and fits overall and so beautifully in terms of moving Broward forward and diversifying our, our tourism. Um, I um, saw the memo, Madam um, Vice Mayor, um, has, has presented, and I know she's doing everything to help move this um, project forward. Um, the city of Miramar stands with the Vice Mayor in terms of finding a solution. And the, uh, the question I guess I would propose to the commission is that, um, that if we can exhaust um, any opportunities, if there is direct funding directly from the CVB, or if the board um, could decide to um, fund the, um, the funding needs um, for this project would greatly be in appreciation. So um, thanks, uh, Mr. Mayor. Thanks, uh, Madam Vice Mayor, for your support in bringing this item forward. And the City of Miramar stands with Broward Commission. And anything that we can do to help move this project forward, we greatly appreciate and would and welcome the opportunity to do so. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mayor. Commissioner Wexler. In October of 2014, Commissioner Sharif at that time, Mayor Sharif, was the chair of the TDC. One of the last um, actions under her tutelage, tutelage there was a resolution from the Tourist Development Council, which I did copy to you guys, that identified the support of the Tourist Development Council for the um, ATA's relocation, or excuse me, building a, it, its, its home base in Broward County, and specifically identifying the proposed site at Sunrise Boulevard and State Road 441. There was not one mention at that point in time about a funding source or a funding request, not one. So I went back into the records and asked the um, Convention and Visitors Bureau staff to please go, because I wasn't there then, you were, if there had been any dollars that had been allocated or any talk of any dollars that had to be allocated, and the answer was no. No, right? Right. Then in um, March of 2015, um, staff brought forward, and I fully supported, and met with Mr. Tucker and that gentleman out there, whose name I don't remember, but he was representing the um, ATA, and this is the book with the, the, the whole Karashtoga, or whatever the name of that site was going to be. And, and that, that, that um, item that was before us last March was supporting the fact that they were going to Tallahassee in pursuit of a million dollars. And we unanimously supported that. 
One of the things that happened in my meeting with ATA representatives and Mr. Tucker was the following. What's their plan to raise money? Do they have any money raised? And the answer was, we're working on it. And, the, and that was last March. And there was supposed to be some kind of a tennis event this past summer, and I'm going from memory, that was going to kick off the campaign. And that campaign was going to generate Boku bucks. So I don't know if they've actually kicked off their campaign yet. I don't know if they've raised money yet or not. Um, I do know that at the last meeting, at the last meeting, I brought forward a motion to direct. Part of that request in there was extraordinary asks. And this, a half a million dollars, is an extraordinary ask, especially since there is no criteria going along with it. There's no match. There's no audited financials. It's, there's no, there, there, there's nothing. There's no business plan. There's nothing. It's give me a half a million dollars. And I don't understand. You know, we, at least for the next five years, folks, with the vote that we did on the Panther organization, the dollars for the Tourist Development Council, uh, the Tourist Development Tax and that fund is greatly strained. It's strained. There is a process, the challenge grants that we have in place, of which Miramar has already gotten money from that revenue. They've gotten a half a million dollars already. I think this is a fabulous project. I think that they should respond to it, except that process, as you know, Mr. Tucker, requires documented financials, audited financials, and a business plan and money in the bank. Now, there's also been another entity that has applied for the money and been rejected year after year, and that would be the Holocaust Education Center. And they didn't meet the criteria. And quite frankly, Commissioner Ryan, if we're in the mood to give away a half a million dollars because somebody comes forward and asks for it, then I think that that's the next thing that should come forward. And also the farm park is another wonderful opportunity for our county to bring back the culture of what used to be in our community. And everything that comes forward is wonderful and worthwhile. But in my estimation, there's got to be a match. There's got to be a process. There's got to be some kind of accountability for those dollars because this commission has walked down those stairs before and it wasn't pretty just to give money and, 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 and not have something in place that documents for us that we're, what we're doing and that they went through a process. So I, I'm, I'm fully in support of the idea. I think it's a great idea. I love the concept. But there's more that you mentioned about Cook. It's not cooked. They haven't presented, you haven't presented in backup to us their financials, their match dollars, their anything, or am I just giving them seed money? Because I, 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 I don't know. It doesn't say. It just asks for us to do this, and I think that what we're doing is opening up Pandora's box unless we put some kind of criteria with it. 
Um, I know we have a number of folks in the queue. Uh, Vice Mayor Shreve asked for a quick moment because she had forgotten to indicate something in her opening. So um, they are not just asking for this, and I think that there has been a substantive backup about what the ATA has planned to bring to the table. However, in addition to, and in light of this situation, the ATA has committed to an additional $500,000 match. If we come to the table with 500,000, they would match the 500,000. So I think that that's a significant commitment, Commissioner Wexler. It just, that was something that they came with. Yes. So that came this afternoon. And of course we were in shade meeting, so I couldn't prepare an additional item. So wouldn't you like to see that? I'd like to see that in writing. Um, it is in writing. I think that um, Kelly has to, we'd have to put an additional item on. We'd have to put an additional um, uh, material item on to this agenda item. But um, I wanted to make sure that, uh, that you are aware of that because I know that anytime that we do something like this, we want that. Um, and then I just had one comment, Commissioner Wexler. The Pandora's box has been open for a very long time in terms of this. Um, and there has been a, a, a long line of people coming with projects that I don't see as beneficial as this. To categorize this in the same light as those, I cannot. Because I think that this is more um, beneficial in terms of the economic impact. And as far as the Holocaust um, Education, uh, Education Center, um, it, Commissioner Wexler, I would be more than happy to support funding that from TDC because I think that there's many people out here that would enjoy going to the Holocaust Educational Center. So I'm, I'm, I, I would, um, I think this is it. This is an ask of five hundred thousand dollars over a two-year period, which is two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year for two years only. This is not equivalent to what we've done with BB&T. I mean, we really gave up a lot. Um, in terms of BB&T. So I just wanted to make sure that you are aware that that um, match is on the table. I'd like to see it in writing, Commissioner. I will I'll make sure that Kelly does that, and I'm sure she's listening. So Kelly, can you please make an additional item for me? Thank you. Uh, Ms. Henry, and then Commissioner Holness. Yeah, I just wanted to um, offer, I know that uh, we've had a number of discussions about um, making a presentation before the Tourist Development Council to give them an opportunity to weigh on this, weigh in on this issue, and Vice Mayor's agreed to do that. Um, my comments really center around a presentation will be made um, with all of the whatever specific documentation that we have, so that the TDC has that opportunity to provide the input to the board that um, we discussed uh, at our workshop. Could I follow up though then? You want the TDC in April to have a presentation on something that we're voting on March 1st? It's not my understanding that you're voting on well, the money on today. The, oh, well, that's my, am I voting on the money today? Because if I'm not voting on the money today, I'm all in. I, th I think the way I understand, I was reading, I know it's Commissioner Holness is, is, is really his turn, but uh, if you read uh, Vice Mayor Sharif's memo, it says, given there has been no, there has been a specific funding discussion by the TDC on this project to date, I respectfully request County Commission support and adoption of the resolution be subject to the review by and support of the TDC. So it appears to me what Commissioner, Vice Mayor Sharif's saying is, let's support this today, but the half a million dollar funding request out of tourist development tax dollars, it has to go to them, to the Tourist Development Council to review it and approve it. Is that I what I wanted them to review it and send back, um, their support for it. 
And if, if they send back their support for it, I mean, I'm, I'm more than willing to go forward with my funding request today, but out of respect for what we spoke about, out of respect for what we spoke about um, in our previous discussion and in our workshop, I felt like since this kind of came out of left field, I just wanted to try to respect that. And since you were sitting on there, that's why I put the, put it in right. I couldn't talk to you. Okay. So, but if they if they move that they don't support it, then I have to come back. Then to the what board. does that do to us? Well, like we do, like we didn't in past. If we had a disagreement, I just present my item and it's get, okay. it gets voted okay. up or so down. Then, I, okay. But I I was trying to, out of deference, to yeah, make yeah. sure that at least I was hearing from the people who wanted to be heard from. I, I understand that. If, if that's what you had asked with your right. Well, I, Actually, the county administrator. No, but you would no when you had asked about oh, yes, it yes, over yes. a week ago. Uh, ex, ex, yes, right. above yes, yes. That's what I had asked for the motion to direct. Yes, but that does, but you didn't support it. So. I didn't. I don't. But I'm so, trying. Okay. Let's let's kind of get you. let's kind of get back on track now. It's uh, Commissioner Holness is up. Yes, uh, though I'd love for it to be in District Nine at the. Uh, Central Broad Regional Park, that isn't the case. But I think for us to enhance our tourist destination, uh, items like these will help us. Uh, I have uh, a question for staff on, in terms of the ATA visiting Broad County, how long have they been coming and what is the heads and beds uh, result that we have been receiving? Ms. Grossman, if you can come to the podium. I just say one thing first, please. The first bailiwick was in Old England and it represented Guernsey and Jersey. Those are the two entities in the first ever bailiwick and I know that because um, my spouse has a bailiff and it was really all about bailiffs in those days. So there you go. Uh -huh. Thank you, Judge. No, I didn't. I, I, I married the information. I didn't have to look it up. Thank you, Judge Grossman, for helping us out here today. <laughs> Thank you. Um, here, here's, here's where, yes. where we are. Um, since 1997, the um, ATA has been hosting tournaments here. They're averaging about seven, 8,000 um, attendees. We're anticipating that that number would grow, obviously, should the relocation occur. And should that um, occur, and the TDC felt very strongly that this is a a very worthwhile project. At the time it was Lauder Hill, there is no reason to assume they would change their mind because it's Miramar. That might, that, that's, you know, may even um, enhance because Miramar's got other um, very exciting civic projects at the site. Regardless, there was no talk about the $500,000 or any money at the time that this came to the TDC because the TDC challenge grant um, was born, the cultural challenge grant. That seems to be the process that would make the funding available for this project as it did um, when, when they were asking for other um, applicants. And if that, if that was the case, that would be the way to identify the funding, which the TDC's already signed off on the challenge grant. They, you know, they, they understand that you have that million dollars per year available. 
So it wouldn't necessarily take a meeting of the TDC to review it. That process would begin, and then the TDC, the C, there's so many letters and stuff. The CVB reviews those applications for room night generation, and that's where um, Commissioner Holness was headed. The, the room nights involved in, in an, on an annual basis by having the ATA relocate to Broward County could be as much as 8,000 rooms per year. And 8,000 rooms is 24,000 room nights, and that's just the basic um, tournament. And again, the estimate is that there would be another 10 to 12,000 rooms involved in the process as they moved forward. So this would do a, a significant amount of good in generating uh, business for Broward County. Easily 10 to 12 million dollars a year in economic impact, and primarily in the western portions of Broward County. Areas that today really need uh, more uh, tourism uh, to 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 help it. Now the question I have, another question, and, and maybe it's uh, see she's not on the. This is an axe for 250000 per year over two years? Apparently, the resolution that, that uh, Vice Mayor Sharif is requesting is $250,000 a year over two years. Um, and again, uh, we haven't discussed the funding. The TDC has not discussed the funding. The CVB has not discussed the funding. The question was whether um, that um, cultural challenge grant might be the right avenue to, um, to go through to get the 500000 at one time. So... Is 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 the money? Is, are we ready to uh, expend the money, or is it next year that we're going to need the funds? Uh, to you know do what? This? That's your lockbox, and you've got the key to that to that fund. My understanding is there was only one applicant for the um, cultural challenge grant this year. That was the Holocaust um, Education Center. Their request was five hundred thousand, which would have left five hundred thousand dollars in in the lot in the. Okay. In the in the uh, bank, and so it's just a question of whether you all wanted to reopen that process, and uh, that the TDC has not opined on that at all. Okay, uh, <clears throat> I know there there are actually two other projects that that are in mind for accessing that should it become open, and that is the reason why I'm I'm going to find out. Uh, maybe uh, Vice Mayor Sheriff will tell me. Are we using 250000 a year for two years? Uh, because if these other two projects, Lord Hill uh, Performing Arts Center needs some parking space, which we need also for a library uh, that we just built that has a very limited amount of parking space. And also the Elks Lodge has uh, been preparing to do something. They weren't quite ready for this go-round, and I think they'll be supported by the full order CRA with some matching funds. So. If, if we're doing $250,000 a year, it allows for some other opportunities. If you need it all this time, if you're ready, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out where we are with this. Um, Commissioner Sharif, I, I believe that Commissioner Holness made an uh, inquiry of you. Right. So it would be 250000 each year for two years, mm -hmm. and, the, and we wouldn't technically need all that money until 2017. So 2017. So the money that's here. So next year is when we'll really be yeah. looking to, to take from the million dollars that will become available again. Right. Because right now we have a million with half a, half a million uh, already uh, applied, and there's another half a million that's, that would be left here. So if it would be from next year's million dollars, then it gives us a chance, if we're able to open, 
up this year again, these, these two entities that I think would be a great enhancement, which I've spoken to uh, Scrossman about one of them the, and, and to our county administrator about the other in terms of the parking garage that at uh, Lord Hill Performing Arts Center. We, our park, the Central Broad Regional Park doesn't have adequate parking for major events. Uh, we actually have to go out and either utilize the swap shop or the Lord Hill Mall. I oftentimes have to make the phone calls to try and make arrangements there. And I know our library is open now. Uh, the Performing Arts Theater is open now. And, and there's some difficulties with obtaining parking there. So with 250 uh, coming out of next year and then the fall, so 215, 17 and 215, 18. Okay, that's, that's something that I think shouldn't be that difficult for us to do. And you're asking us today to support this concept for it to go before the TDC and then at the next application process they can go through and do all the documentation they need for the 2017 money. Okay. I'm sorry, can I? Yes, I sure, sure, absolutely. If, if, that is, if that is the way that they can get the money, I'm okay with that. Okay. I've, I just wanted, because my item had been put on one way and then it changed, I just wanted to be clear going forward. Yes, if, if that's the way that they can get the money, yes, then okay. I would be in agreement. All right, good, thanks. Yeah, I'll, I'll be supportive of that. Okay. Commissioner Bogan, then Commissioner Lamarca. Commissioner Wexler, I think you're right on with a lot of your comments, and I appreciate it. And I think I'd like to ask Nikki, I'd like to ask you a question. The ATA gets their money, as you said, they're put on a tournament, they get seven, 8,000 people, right? Yes. How would the relocation of their headquarters draw more people? Well, they don't. They, the reason is because they tend to promote their um, headquarters as a place for conferences as well as tournaments. Are, are, wait, let, me, let me stop you as you activity. go along. Are, is their headquarters going to have a conference facility located in it? Yeah, that's part of the part of the. I mean, there are people here who can actually speak to the specific project, but yes, there would and be a conference facility um, related to the to the project. Okay, my, let me just tell you, my, from my background, whether it's Major League Baseball, the NFL, the ATA, I don't trust anything from the associations unless, as Commissioner Wexler said, it's put in writing and there's a guarantee. Um, because I, I've seen. I've been involved in, in the sports business for a long time, and I've seen the associations care more about, about, about unfortunately, about uh, their revenue than anybody else's revenue, whether it's the athletes, the players. And, um, and so I, I'm just trying to figure out what study or something has been done to demonstrate. You know, I, on paper, I think it looks great what Commissioner Sharif is proposing. To move down here, I think it's great, and to have the, um, uh, the Hall of Fame Great. I, I just, is there anything that shows that based on this, based on, on whatever there is, we're going to be drawing at least a certain percentage of people so we get a return on our money? Absolutely. And, and it, it has to do a lot with there is no Hall of Fame right now. And having that Hall of Fame open here generates a large number of visitors. And, and what we're, what our investment is in terms of our effort right now is that if you've got um, if you are the central location for the American Tennis Association, which is not like a football league or something like that, these are not owners, these, and they don't pay players. They just I, I understand they're the association. I understand right. they're the organization that, 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 that oversees the, the industry. Right. But the message when you're the center and you're the home of the American Tennis Association, just like when we had the National Urban League last year, 
is that this is a very good place for African-American athletes to go. It'll generate um, African-American um, basketball, African-American uh, baseball tournaments. There's a, there's a whole group of, of athletes, not necessarily tennis players, who like to be where um, those large major um, events are occurring. And, and that's what we, that 25,000 rooms is the way that that, they, we've been watching pickup in the different places where they've been having their tournaments. Pickup means how many hotel rooms did they actually use. It is not unlikely that there would be 40 to 50,000 rooms used per year because these athletes stay in town for five days at a time to do their, their tournaments. They bring their families. And it's just the kind of thing that we believe could generate Right, but these tournaments are going on now. That's my whole point. Yeah, th the tournaments are going now, whether they're here or not here. Correct. So you're, what I'm getting is you're saying that there will be an increase in rooms, increase in tourism, increase in dollar revenue. There's all these increases. All I'm asking is where are you getting that from? Because whether the ATA is in Alaska or they're here in Broward County, those tournaments are going on here every year. Well, right? they, don't only, they don't only go on here. They go on other places. They right, will go on here because this is where the ATA will um, basically deliver them. That's, well, I, the I mean, ATA has a tour. So the ATA has a tour of tournaments that tours the country. Right, guys? Are you there? The ATA has a tour, right? Do you mind if I step in Sure, I'd love to talk to you. Okay. A couple of things. Um, my name is Albert Tucker with the CVB. The ATA... In a, as an association, but one of the things that we've done for the last five years, the ATA has been bringing the national championships here, which not only brings tennis players, but it brings families. Right. We've been basing most of our marketing efforts to push tourism in August and July timeframe. They are here every year for the first week of August. What that does is it permeates for individuals from around the country. This year makes their 100-year celebration. Part of our marketing efforts to the, to the country is to come down and join the ATA and their families to be here for a full week of, of tennis and fun and cultural events. In answer to your question with respect to the facility, the facility is not just going to be used one year, I mean one week. The facility will be a year-round tennis training facility where players will be coming down to not only practice, but also the facility can be used as a tennis vacation. Many of you that if you play tennis, most of the tennis vacations go to Hilton Head where they go and, and to go for a week or two and take tennis lessons and they stay there for a tennis vacation. We are utilizing this as a part of a draw to the African American and Hispanic community specifically to be down here in a destination that wants them, that has the, the facility here and has a commitment to bring their annual conference here every first week of August. And the intent is to make the next 100 years even better than the previous 100 years. Yes, but I, I'm sorry to keep asking the same question. Okay. You said this is the 100th anniversary. They bring it here every August, right? They're here. They bring this thing every August. They're here every August. They own, oh, God, right? I'll let you finish right? your question. And, and so being here, whether they're here or not, my question is they're here any, they're, they're conducting that, correct? The only reason they're here is because what we do from a tourism perspective. They don't come if we don't ask. If we don't ask, they've traditionally taken their tournament for their first 95 years to cities around the country. Over the last five years, they have been coming here primarily because we've been working on getting a permanent home. The, the permanent home is what's really drawing them to be here every single year. By us having a permanent home here, then it locks it in where it doesn't move at all. So in answer to your question, if we don't build, they don't come. I got you. 
So it'll be competing with the tennis camp up in, I think, in Sarasota or Tampa. There's a big, huge tennis organization. It's, it's a IMG, which is the yeah. voluntary tennis. It has no competition with, with that at all. The IMG Tennis Academy is a specific academy that is geared towards getting people to go to the professional level. This is specifically geared towards families and individuals of color to come down here for the first week of August and, and have the national championship. In addition to that, now they will have the opportunity on an annual or year-round basis to come down and train. Right now, if you look at the sport of tennis, there is no facility or no opportunities for the African-American tennis player to get year-round training and the type of cultural elements that they need to succeed. So the whole element is, is that we would get them here. We have individuals like Venus Williams, who's part of the design team, to ensure that we use marketing and brand name brands to ensure that we have what I call the cream of the crop of the individuals coming down here. Will the Williams sisters put their name to this? Well, one, that's part of the whole plan. The, the challenge that we have, and, and we talked about it being in Lauder Hill, we, the ATA had a contract on the land to buy the land and, and actually build it. Unfortunately, somebody else with more money came in and put a bigger contract on the land, which had them have to move at that point. So it's been going back and forth. The only way we can actually go into a national campaign to raise the funds and put this together is if they have a land to locate to. Once that is done, all of the, the paperwork, everything that needs to be done to satisfy the needs of the commission, to satisfy the business plans, is already in place. All we need to do is to have a location that we can say this will be their home will be. Thank you. Um, before we have a few people on the queue, Commissioner Holmes, if it's okay. We have uh, Commissioner LaMarca followed by Commissioner Ryan. We'll go back around, though, I, I promise. I, I know this topic in Albert, I appreciate all your your time on that. This topic's been going around for a number of years. Um, I'm very, I'm supportive of the of the facility, the event. I mean, I think Miramar, as we talk about hotels and room nights, I think we pointed out not too couple weeks ago or a few couple meetings ago, we've got about 561 hotels, and two third of two thirds or more of them are not on the beach. So this would be a further expansion of hotels outside of the, the coastal area, which is great, um, and it would diversify our, our, our market. Um, one of the things I had a question on, maybe if I can get Nikki, sorry, I get through my proper channels here. Ms. Grossman. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Um, okay, so so the the concept is, is, is great, and I, I know that the work that Miramar has put in, uh, and, and Mayor being here, uh, we appreciate that. I'm assuming that's a garnet tie, not just burgundy. Uh, that will be corrected. Thank you, sir. Um, no, uh, on, on a serious note, I, I, they, they've invested in Anson Sports Complex, uh, the multi-service center, all these different facilities out there, and I know from having done some work out there years ago uh, that Miramar is transformed. Uh, so it's a, it's a great it's a great location for it, and then putting the land in is similar to what we did with the ICTF at the port. So I want to—I guess I want to just get into the to the money piece of it because you've already mentioned the rooms, rooms and room nights, uh, what it would do for the sport of tennis. Uh, Commissioner Holmes had an excellent, or actually, uh, it was Commissioner Bogan that, that mentioned the uh, the Williams sisters. Um, if we obviously that would be a great thing to have to have something like that attached to it, something like their name. I know. Uh, Pompano Beach redid their, their golf course, and it was Greg Norman that redid the golf course, but unfortunately they didn't get him to put his name on it, so I mean, it's just the Pompano Municipal Golf Course. It, it might be nice, and but it doesn't have his name on it. And this team understands the value of that. Yeah. So, well, so, so let, me, let me just put it, this, this is my big issue. I 
have made in the past a uh, commitment to no longer uh, be a part of anything that's going to step on the, uh, the the bed tax dollars. The the very important part that our uh, uh, advisory board members hold on the TDC. So I'm going to need them to to give us, you know, their their position on the finances of it. Again, I like it. I support it. Um, the grant, the challenge grant, were they a one-time deal or was that an annual? I'm sorry? The challenge grants, were they, they're annual, right? Yes. Okay. So if the ask is for $250,000 and there would be a match, $250,000 times two years, so 500000 over two years, and ATA is committing to match it from what we just got, um, why wouldn't we just go through the challenge grant procedure certainly with the total is a million dollars a year? Yes. And so this would be. Well, let this me, would, you set that total. Okay. It is. You have agreed that it would be a million dollars a year. The ask last year was about a million two, and you chose to stick to the million, and so that's. Okay. So, you you had mentioned, and and I don't want to repeat what you mentioned because I don't want to be listening to the meeting to you know go fill out their applications. But the the bottom line is this would this would be probably the most, uh, along with the the Holocaust Museum, this would probably be one of the most worthwhile applications we would see. We've seen this, this concept and now it's committed with land and, and the association. Um, is there any reason uh, why that process and why that process, and maybe, maybe I'll ask uh, the Vice Mayor, is there any reason why that process over two years, 250, through the challenge grant wouldn't work for what we're trying to do? Okay, but, but I, I just want to make sure. That Confirm it? Yes, Mayor, can I answer him? Of course, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, that's what we were saying, if, if, if we could do that. But initially, like I said before, I'm asking you this, and I'm changing my item because init my initial item wasn't that. Okay. Okay. So are, are we comfortable with us getting the TDC to approve yeah. that, that in concept? Okay. Okay. And their interest is room night generation. And this is the equivalent yeah. of a Super Bowl every year. Okay. In terms I of just want to make sure that we have their input on all these things moving right. forward. Thank and and just to clarify, it's not to for them to approve it, it's for us to get their advice right. on it. Right. Advice, right. Well, in this, in this case, they're... We the, right. Well, exactly. They we don't have... We would approve, but we, we're looking for their advice their to guidance. consider right. it. Correct. Correct. Okay. That's all I have. Commissioner Wright. Nick, you don't go too far. So, it was several weeks ago that uh, we had a discussion about whether we were going to um, expand the, um, the various responsibilities and the input that the TDC would have in some of the uh, funding decisions that we were doing with tourist development tax money. That proposal actually failed on a 6-3 vote. Uh, but one of the components of it was for all of the applications for the cultural challenge grants uh, the TDC wanted to be able to evaluate those grant proposals to vet them and then make recommendations to, Actually, to the county commission. We work very closely with the cultural division on those grants. What they do is they review them for accuracy in terms of the requirements of the grant, then they turn them over to us to talk about room night generation and economic impact. And that's what we do. They, they, the TDC isn't looking to um, request to approve, you know, give you a recommendation of approval or not. They want, they wanted, and we did get on um, the last go round an opportunity for our staff plus a consultant that we use um, to look at each one of those applications and to talk about room nights. And Commissioner Bogan, that's where um, that 
the confirmation of the room nights would come. It, it's from a consultant that we use to um, kind of vet those different programs right. and so, projects. So the TDC looks at room night generation and economic impact. In order for a cultural challenge grant to reach your committee to be considered, it has to meet a, a preliminary threshold. It has to have a business plan. It has to have a match, a two-to-one match. Two-to-one match and agreed and to auditing. it has auditing. to have uh, audited financial statements. Correct. So I don't know if there's anybody here on behalf of the American Tennis Association, but they understand that, you know, if, if we're giving kind of a, um, uh, a resolution of support, which is the vice mayor's proposal, it's going to go forward contingent upon the American Tennis Association fulfilling those requirements, going through the challenge grant application, then it goes to you, and then it comes back to us. Uh, it almost seems like it's out of sequence, though, because is it going to is it going to come forward at the same time that all of the other applications that are pending are brought forward? And I think we then, if we have one million dollars and we have say one and a half million or two million in in proposals, do we you know do we consider them all you know in in total? Or do we, are we going to take this one out? If we're going to you know, pull this one out and look at it separately, and you know, the feeling I'm getting from the, from the commission is that everybody's behind it. So if it goes forward, then everybody else you know, scrambles all the other applications for the remaining 750000 and that this proposal is handled separately. Is that, is that what the suggestion is? And so I could pose that to the, to the vice mayor. Through the mayor, can I have the vice mayor answer that question? Absolutely. So, Mayor, what I was trying to do, because there's $500,000 left in the challenge grant dollars for this year, as um, Ms. Grossman stated, there was only one application, right? So if, if we have to go that route, why not go ahead and then reopen that challenge grant process, allow the city of Miramar to request that challenge, those challenge grant do dollars, not the ATA, because I don't think that they're... They don't have, they, they who, who does, right. I don't think we, we should ask the ATA to do it. I think the city of Miramar needs to do it. Um, the, the city, you mean the city of Miramar would, would, would guarantee do, the match or, or would, would well, reflect? The, I, wait, can I, I'm sorry. Yeah, the city of, of Miramar has already received, I, don't, I didn't mean to do that. But they received a grant and that disqualifies them for five years. Okay. But, but I am also, I, I am reminded that the million dollars, the half a million dollars for the Holocaust um, Education Center has only been applied for by the, Holly, uh, by the Holocaust Education Center, has not been awarded. They're still being vetted to see if they qualify. So that entire million may be intact, in which case the board could choose to reopen the grant process or not. Right now it's closed. Right, I know it's closed. I'm saying as a board, we vote to reopen it. And, and consider this project. Or if you if you want them to go down that road of going in next year knowing that this is $500,000, this would just be, you wanna go for next year? Fine. If so they, we'll, uh, go, we'll go for um, going for the challenge grant for next year. All right, so then really I, I think, Vice Mayor, you want to reframe your resolution to, to reopen the the cultural challenge grant. Now, do you want to you want to amend it right here and get this thing through, well, or do you wait, want to you want to put this on for next week and, and try would, to reframe it and, and bring it back to us? Well, 
the thing about it is I, I, I didn't want to reframe my motion because if, if the TDC came back and said they didn't support um, funding this particular um, project, then I wanted the um, ability to bring my item forward without it. So as just as an ask from the tourist development tax dollars. So I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily go through a challenge grant process that way. So I'm going to have to leave my item intact in order for my options to stay open. All right, I, I still got the floor. So, um, so my, my suggestion then would be, since you're only doing the preliminary step, which I believe your resolution is for this county commission to make a statement of support for the American Tennis Association having the Black Tennis Hall of Fame project in the city of Miramar. Since we're only going to say that we, we uh, support it, we're not going to have a funding component today, and that it's going to be sent to the TDC for their input and then back to us, then I can, I can approve it because it doesn't have a funding component this afternoon. So with that, you've answered my questions, and I'm going to be in support of the resolution, if I've correctly stated it. You have to. Yeah. Can I answer him? Uh, sure, of yeah. course. Sorry, I just I want to follow Thank protocol. You. Yes, yes, Commissioner Ryan, that's what I'm saying, and that's the only way I can oh, yeah. keep my my um, item open. Thank you, Vice Mayor. Thank you. Um, it, Commissioner Ritter's next, but I think Dale has something real quick he, he's been dying to say. So, <laughs> if, if I may add, add something here, I, I think a huge component of what we're working on here is this is to say to the association at an early day, stage, yes, we want you. Yes, we will support you relocating here. They're now gonna go sell this to bring more people here this summer, okay? The earlier we get out there to market that, the more heads and beds we're gonna get just this summer. Uh, and I have some other stuff, but I don't wanna take too much of the time. We can come back. So, so, so basically, the idea here is this. We pass this saying, Yes, we are supporting the funding of $250,000 from the TDC each year. Each year, wait, let me let me finish, please. Let me finish. Allow me to finish. I, each year, in concept, not that we are allocating the money right now, but but this is the, the the support that we will have for them. There's no money being set aside today, but they can then take this, market it, help to start generating the support that they need from within their membership, including getting as many to attend this year event as they've done, and even more so than they did last year. Because I've been engaged, I've been to the events for the past few years, uh, I see the numbers that are here, I know people are coming, I know we're putting heads in beds, and I know that it's helping our summertime lull in the season when we have tremendous amount of capacity and many empty rooms. Commissioner Ritter. Thank you. Um, I have no doubt it will put more heads in beds than the Davy Citrus Pass Packing House Museum hey, will. So, no, that's the old um, Davy School. You know, which, you know. <laughs> love the old Davy School. That was a request. While, uh, <laughs> while um, I agree with you, Commissioner Lamarca, that uh, the ATA and the Holocaust Museum are worthwhile projects. This commission did pass the Davy Citrus Packing House Museum as a worthwhile project too. So we really probably need to de redefine what we what we mean as uh, worthwhile. Um, Ms. Henry, may I speak, may I ask Mr. Bosworth a question? Mr. Bosworth. 
Good afternoon. Mayor, good afternoon, Mayor, Vice Mayor, Commissioners, Earl Bosworth, Cultural Division. This um, project, would it qualify as a cultural grant under our current I, I, program? I don't know enough about the project itself because I hadn't seen anything on the entity itself. But I think it would because when we developed it, we, we wanted to make sure we were in, as inclusive as possible on the entities that could apply. Okay. But we could definitely check that out in more detail. Okay. I just Before we go down this road of talking about it being applicable for a cultural grant, I'd like to make sure that it actually is. Um, may I ask Mr. Tucker a question? Mr. Tucker. Mr. Tucker, you were talking about um, a permanent home for the ATA being an important component of this, having yeah. it here. Do they currently have, does your association currently have a permanent home? No, they don't. They have an office that is located in Maryland. Um, traditionally, the organization for 100 years, what it has always done is it's taken its uh, tournament around the country. When African-American players weren't allowed to play in the U.S., they would traditionally play on HBCU, historically black colleges and universities. Over the last 20 to 25 years, they've been going to various cities and taking their, their uh, tournament to various cities. Specifically, in five years ago, they started to come here permanently because we started to talk about a permanent home. With them uh, making 100 years this year, it is time for them to kind of settle down. So the whole concept of them coming here on an annual basis has a connection to a permanent home. Um, can, thank you. You're quite welcome. Can um, anybody tell me if members of the Tourist Development Council were notified of this item being on the agenda today? And I see Ms. Hampton Clayton in the audience. Are there any other members of the TDC here today? Okay. Um, I'm not going to ask you to come up because you're from Miramar and I probably could get an A. I probably know the answer to the question about whether or not you support it. Um, no, Natasha. I know you're not. Um, first of all, um, congratulations to Miramar on this. You have really come a long way um, in the past several years. And as delighted as you were, Mayor Messam, to come before the County Commission, I can guarantee you I'm even more delighted to see you as the mayor of Miramar. Um, I think you're doing an amazing job in the leadership in your leadership role there, and I really congratulate you for bringing this, for bringing this to your city, but also bringing it to the county and allowing us to be a partner with this. Um, I'm very supportive of it going to Miramar, and um, while I also understand the um, desire of this county commission to defer to the Tourist Development Council as it relates to a recommendation. We are the ultimate authority here. And um, so I think that Commission, uh, Vice Mayor Sharif has chosen to, with, uh, to remove the funding component no. from, you didn't. No. See, I'm super confused now. Um, you you want to keep your options open, is that correct? I want to keep my options open. Okay, we well, got to turn your microphone on if you want to do that. <laughs> so, so let me ask you this. I want to be pregnant without being pregnant. Okay, sorry. Bad analogy. Okay. I, I, <laughs> when you figure out how to do that, you let me know, okay? Um, you want, if you were to make a motion at this point, what, yes. would it, what, would your motion, what would your language say? 
So my motion would be a resolution of the Board of County Commissioners of Broward County, Florida, supporting the American Tennis Association Permanent Home and Black Tennis Hall of Fame development project in the city of Miramar. And included in that motion would be a resolution uh, to uh, contingent, contingent upon it being sent to the TDC for review and coming back to this board, an additional funding component be set aside with an option for requesting TDC dollars to fund in the amount of 250,000 per year for the two year period that we'll need it starting in 2017. Okay, thank you. Um, and and the, the <laughs> I don't think she's moved it yet. Um, the actual cost is estimated at $1 million. Is that correct? No, not to us, total. Nine I mean, and nine and a half million? Nine and a half million? Yes, ma'am. Uh, yes, actually, 20 million. Um, didn't expect that answer. <laughs> uh, there's no one from the ATA still here. I knew they were here. That, oh. Commissioner Ritter, Baron Channer. I'm sorry, what's your name? Baron Channer, Bach Real Estate. I'm the real estate advisor for the ATA. I've been working with the CVB over the last, I believe, 18 months now to identify a site within the county of Broward. And uh, as Commissioner Wexler alluded to earlier, we've looked at a couple of sites. I believe the package she has refers to our prior iteration of looking at a site in the city of Lauderhill. Could, could you spell your last name for me? Channer, C-H-A. N-N-E-R. Okay, thank you. Mayor, Vice Mayor, Manager, mm -hmm. and Commissioners, thank you for the opportunity. So if the County Commission ultimately appropriates a half a million dollars for this project, where's the other nine million coming from? Multiple sources. Uh, at the proposal that we had put in front of the CVB in the conversation was we are planning to build a tennis center and the nine and a half million dollars just so that you're appropriately apprised includes a headquarter office facility, a museum hall of fame facility, and a competitive tennis center facility. So those, those three components comprise the nine and a half million dollars. There is also contemplated as part of the overall development plan a hotel, but the core of the project includes the three that I alluded to. We would intend to raise the funds for that project. So the half a million dollars is intended to be sort of a support momentum grant, if you will. Uh, I know there was some reference to there being challenge dollars. We're not asking for the money to be given to us without any conditions. We're prepared to put dollars in. The $9 million, as Mr. Tucker alluded to, we are raising funds for that. Some of the money will also be raised by way of debt. So it's a traditional construction project, but a construction project of a cultural and athletic facility, if you will. Are you at liberty to tell us how much money has been pledged to date? Uh, I am not. Okay. Not that I, I, I don't have those figures. Okay. Now, um, what I will say to you, and uh, we had the pleasure of meeting with Commissioner Wexler, I believe it was last year at this time. At that time, we were very close to securing a site in another city. Um, unfortunately, for a host of reasons, that opportunity slipped by. As you can imagine, for this type of center, to avoid misrepresenting ourselves, we sort of slowed down the fundraising campaign with a focus being let's find a site so we can definitively represent to the folks who would pledge or commit to us that we do have a location that will actually be the home 
and we can present them with a concept that we know is a concept that is foolproof. Okay. We've been blessed with the accommodations provided by the city of Miramar, and, and we are in the process of finalizing a discussion with them now about a specific site that has been alluded to, the Miramar Regional Park location. We're excited about that, and, and we expect that to be resolved very shortly. And so with that now, we're very confident with coming back to you and asking for your grace and your support in endorsing this program so that we can start to move forward. But the intent would be we will raise the ma substantial majority of the funds. We will maintain and take care of our operations, but we're looking to be within the city of Miramar, the county of Broward. I do want to take the opportunity to say that you know, one of the things that I think is important, and, and Mr. Bogan re referred to the essential point, is we, you're making an investment and we're asking you to make an investment, and, and we're humbly asking you to make that investment. I will tell you, you have five years of evidence as to whether or not that investment is so substantive. For 95 of the 99 years, and will be 100 this year, we've been other, in other cities. In the five years we've been in your city, according to independent vetting by your Convention and Visits Bureau, you have seen an impact in the range of three and a half to five million dollars. Yes, and, and th that's why I think this board is comfortable with those numbers, is because yeah. they actually come from our CVB. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, that's, and, and that's that's one week, by the way. So, right. with the center here now, our programming will include that one week in, in perpetuity, in addition to additional programming and additional activity that would generate a, other heads and beds. I, thank you, thank, thank you, you, Mr. Channer. Appreciate I, it. I think that um, well, I, I'm supportive of this. I, I do think it would be important, um, and whether it, whether it, um, uh, um, I'm sorry, I didn't expect to be here this long, my brain shut off. Um, whether it qualifies for a cultural grant or if it's just simply funded through, from TDT, um, it would be important for us to be able to examine the financials of the uh, ATA. In addition, um, to make an investment of six figures, mid six figures too, I know I would want to see the commitment on the other side financially that the money just wouldn't get stuck into a bank account and sit there tied up in something when the, um, when the ATA isn't showing us its regular um, sh showing us its commitment to raising the nine the nine million dollars more so I'd like to I would want to see something like that involved I, I, I would be very it would be very hard for for, for um, me to just say here's two hundred fifty thousand dollars this year and two hundred fifty thousand dollars next year without seeing their side of the ledger as well on a regular base regular and ongoing basis Right, Mr. Lukic? See, after nine and a half years, you've taught me something. <laughs> Very positive. I'm thinking that book of the books and the finances. Actually, I was Look at us. Write, you better write that down. Look so at us. I, I, I think it was the flowers you sent her from. from it's not the only thing you've taught me. This, this is just the late last best thing you've taught me. Are you okay? Are you sitting all right? Actually, if I had a minute, I was going to chime in on after the board's discussion about some caveats we should have in the in the arrangement to ensure that we have had prior experience where where we people made commitments to raise funds uh, those commitments did not come forth and the county was left in the vernacular holding the bag we want to ensure that we don't get ourselves in a similar situation we have no evidence 
Uh, either way, whether this entity can raise the money, nine and a half million dollars, we know little about their financial situation. Uh, certainly, if the board decides that it wants to support this, it's great, but you support it in a, in a wise manner. Um, and, and any agreement we make should come back to the board which provides safety valves for the board's money and our commitment to follow their commitment. We should not upfront money. We should be assisting, not driving this project. Thank you, Mr. Luke. Uh, Commissioner Furr has, has not spoken yet. Well, he just said a lot of stuff that I was about to say. Oh, he actually. was? <laughs> yeah. Because, I, I, I mean, I, I'd love yeah. to be very supportive of this, but, I, but it's, um, it feels a little premature um, in, the, in the fact that we don't have a lot of the documents in front of us, a lot of the financials. Uh, when I see, you know, there's going to be half a million dollars matching fund, I want to see that. I want to see that commitment in writing. I want to see it from the association. I actually have the association's website online right now. A lot of stuff looks really good. I have not had a chance to, to be in one of the tournaments. Is it going to be hardcore or clay? Which one? Well, they do both. They have hardcore and clay. Both, okay. So your knees, got problems with knees there? Yeah, I want the clay. Yeah, it's got to be clay. Does it, and, right, and lately, you've, up to now, you've been playing using the uh, Jimmy Everett Center? So yeah, quick. So far, you've been using okay. the Jimmy Everett Center? No, we've been using three centers. We've oh. been utilizing the Jimmy Everett Tennis Center, the Lauderdale Tennis Club, as well as the George English Tennis Club. Okay. Um, the tournament of itself, again, is, is based on families coming down. It's the only tournament in the country that has individuals as young as eight to as old as 80. And it's really, from a cultural perspective, uh, from the African-American community, they bring their families down for a full week. So they don't only, only play tennis, but they also spend their money by going out on the, on the uh, Jungle Queen and a variety of things. So we use it as, as a major marketing tool okay. for families just to come down and enjoy Greater Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Um, how many courts are you going to build? It's only, it's only 13 courts that's being built in a stadium court. The, the whole intent when the concept was brought to, um, to the ATA uh, at the time, we were supposed to be in Fort Lauderdale, and due to Fort Lauderdale having the Jimmy Everett Tennis Center along with the Fort Lauderdale Tennis Club, to keep the cost down, we said that it would be a smaller facility, so it, it's not something that the organization has to maintain a 25, 30-court facility from okay. a financial perspective. Okay, thank you. You're quite well. I mean, I, I do feel like this is backwards a little bit, that it should be going there first as a challenge grant and let them vet it. because whatever the process is because I know last year we had tightened up the process to make sure that you know that financials were in order cap, you know capital was there all those things I think we we tried to make the, the process a little tighter correct Earl we tried to make it better so that when things went through it wasn't we everything everybody was ready to deliver that's really it really came down to it's not necessarily seed money. It's ready to deliver. Um, I think this would be great for the county. It'd be great for the county, but something like that, yeah. And this one, it sounds like you still have a long ways to go. I, I mean, I'm not sure I don't, because we don't know what your financials are, and I'd love to see. We'd all like, like to see where it is, but it sounds like it'd be a great thing for the county. I can tell like, if Nikki's saying it is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe it. Um, but it does need to be vetted. It needs to be go gone through the process. We, we all agreed on the process last year, and we agreed for it on it for all these reasons, and I think we should stick to that. And this is, this is, you know, this is one where if we're going to be a partner, because we would be a partner on this, we deserve to, to know all the, the, the aspects of it. So I, still, I, I actually think this is a little backwards. I do think it should be going to the CVB first so that we can hear 
so they have a chance to vet it all those parts and then it comes here to uh, for our support or if we have to do something a little extraordinary then then we do but it should be going there first because you're asking us to um, give levels of support without having any of the stuff behind it you I, I don't know I have no idea of uh, if that's a you know I don't see a letter for five hundred thousand dollars I haven't seen a plan I don't haven't seen a business plan I haven't seen and I mean I see that there's one here because I see what Commissioner Wexler has and and you had the the um, ability you, you had the luxury of having that conversation I haven't had that conversation and that's a that's a conversation I would like to have and I think each one of us should have that option before we're before we're asked to give a, 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 a support for it because right now you're putting us in a position where I have nothing to go on other than what I'm online right now I'm looking at all the different parts I like what I'm hearing but I don't have any of the I don't have any of the documents supporting I, I think uh, Commissioner Ritter was caught by surprise by that amount of money that it was here because we, do, we don't know what that five hundred thousand dollars is being used for I have no idea I have no idea what that's being used for and that's not a good position to put us in and ask us that when I don't know where it's going that's not a good way to do things so I would ask that this go to the CVV first a lot, a lot let a lot of those answers be questions be answered and then come back here that's that's why I would feel more comfortable because then then those those questions and, and much of the things that mr. Luca asked would be presented and 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 if we could talk about how we do a drawdown what are the benchmarks where the money's going all those things that that's the way I think it should be going it should be going there first and then here that's all I got there's um Commissioner Holness is up next but Commissioner Reef asked just to quickly respond because I think an inquiry was made of her from uh, Commissioner Fur. then it's gonna be Commissioner Holness Commissioner Bogan Commissioner Lamarca and then myself so Commissioner Fur, I apologize that you're not aware of what was going on in 2014 but this has been going on for a very long time and that binder that Commissioner Wexler has, we all have that. So, uh, yeah, I have the Karasoko binder. I have all the backup information from 2014. I was mayor then. Oh, okay, that, and that's fine, Commissioner Fur. so go get it. We'll get it for you or ask for it, make a request for it. But I, I can't talk to you off this dais, so I have no other option but to bring an item before you so that we can flush it out and figure out what we need. So when this was asked of me, because this was a continuation of something that I had been listening to as mayor of Broward County in 2014, and then it came back again in December of last year, and I let it go again because I said, I really want some more information. And I kept asking for more information, and they gave me information, and I put it on the agenda because it's only through discussion like this that we can develop an item and get it on properly. So based on the discussion that we've had, and I really didn't want to belabor this item any further, I tried to come up with some points that were requested along the way in all of the discussions, and I'm hoping that I can bring it to a close by going ahead and listing those points for you. So the first one, um, which I had already put a memo in the backup to have it reviewed by the TDC. That's my first. I wanted it to be reviewed by the TDC. Why? Because we had a discussion just um, less than almost a week ago where we talked about that. And so out of deference for that discussion, even though I didn't support that, I went ahead and made the memo to go ahead and do that. So that's number one. 
Number two, when I initially put this item forward, understand that none of these things we're talking about right now were options because it was supposed to come out of the CVB budget and that wouldn't have been a discussion that this commission would have had to have. So now that it's been thrown back to me to go and punt, I'm punting and I'm doing the best job I can to run the football team and to get it done. So the second thing that I heard is that you want audited financials from the ATA. So I'm putting that in as one of the requirements that I want when it comes back. The third thing that I heard is that you want a status update on, what, where, on where the fundraising is and what the fundraising plan is. So that's number three and four. And the fifth thing that I heard on multiple times is that you want a commitment in writing from the ATA for the $500,000 match that they have committed to in the email that I've, I've circulated. So um, those are the things that I'm asking for a um, general support of this resolution in theory and concept um, for the siting of the ATA in the city of Miramar. That would be my motion on the floor today. And that motion does not come with the funding component until it's been cooked. It comes back to this commission. And once those questions have been answered, then you can vote my item up or down. But this discussion was necessary today in order for us to get to the point where we can get the answers to the questions that we need. And they're very good questions. And I don't have any problem with taking one for the team. But this is, I mean, I, I, I got dealt an item, I got dealt a hand, and I'm doing the best that I can to work through it. And I cannot talk to you because I would violate sunshine. So I'm here on the dais doing what I have to do and do best. Thank you. Commissioner Holness and Commissioner Bogan and Commissioner Lamarca. Commissioner Sherry, that, that, uh, those comments that you made would include that the part of the resolution we support them uh, with 550,000 over two years, providing those items that you just 500, mentioned, yeah, 500,000, yeah, over, yeah, 500,000 over two, two years, providing those things that you'd mentioned are in place. That's okay. So, so that's that. That I think is something that it, it might not be cookie cut. But sometimes we have to do extraordinary, extraordinary things, uh, Commissioner Furr, I believe, in order for us to move forward. Uh, you, you know, if we become so bureaucratic that we are not flexible to adjust and adapt, sometimes we lose opportunities. And I think this is an opportunity that's at our door, that's been here for some times. Uh, they've been here for five years. You've heard from our convention and visitors bureau that heads are going in bed. Uh, and, and I had a conversation uh, this past uh, week and a half, about a week and a half ago, about how we're doing with our tourism. And, and part of the answer came back was summertime was picking up. And, and, and if I may ask, is, it, is some of what we're doing with like the ATA and family reunions contributing to the, the, the occupancy rate over the summertime, Ms. Gussman? More than half. More than half? So more than half of it is, 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 is from this, this, this type, this activity. It's, it's yeah. a multicultural summertime activity. I have to say the other half is uh, amateur and collegiate sports. Okay, so, so it is a substantial part of what we need to do in order to maintain the tourism industry in Brown County and to grow it. Yes, sir. Okay, so again, 
to, to make some adjustments in order to continue to keep that business here and to grow that business, I think is what we're working on here together. And I know it's not necessarily perfect, everything's not answered right away, uh, but again, we're very intelligent people here that can discern things and, and, and move forward. So I am I'm really interested in supporting an organization that uh, gave birth to Althea Gibson, to Arthur Ashe, and to many other uh, significant players in, 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 in the tennis arena. And, and knowing that this, I believe, will certainly benefit all of Broward County. And I know that they have commitment from other entities such as USDA, uh, Minister Artists, in order to help to fund and move this project. I think, I think we're making, making a commitment here so that they can have something to work with to go out and help to raise the funds because this is an incentive now for them to really move forward. And, and we're not saying today take the money out of the treasury and go ahead and hand it to these folks with nothing. You've heard uh, commit, uh, Vice Mayor Sharif's commitment to having these things in place. So I, I think it's a good thing for us to do to move this forward. Thank you. Commissioner Bogan. Yeah, Mr. Tucker, I just wanted to say, you know, I, first of all, I, I also, I'm going to support this resolution and uh, my comments before, it was really, I, I had some awful dealings with the USTA, not the ATA. So I apologize. I certainly didn't want to say I've never had any dealings with the ATA. No, it's the USTA is, but uh, so anyway, I just wanted to make sure that was clear and I, you know, uh, didn't want to offend in any way anybody, the ATA. But anyway, I do support the resolution as it is today. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Lamarca. Okay, so on on the the, the funding issue, first of all, I, I think everyone has said how worthwhile this this project is. Um, my uh, my wife works for a retired uh, professional athlete, and he's, he was a football player in the NFL. And his first comment to the kids that come to the, to one of the summer programs that he does is that out of the hundred kids here, maybe. Maybe one will, will, will get to that level, um, and that has been that has been the case there. It's even there's even uh, obviously less less team members or less uh, athletes that say in the NBA. Uh, I think every time we have an opportunity to to create a, a situation where you know kids want to try something different, uh, tennis, golf. I mean, there was a resurgence of golf after after Tiger. If you look at if you look at the, um, the sport of lacrosse and it just it, it's resurging and I have, to, I have to say that most people if you told somebody uh, younger than me uh, asked them who the best lacrosse player in the history of uh, collegiate sports was they wouldn't say Jim Brown who was a great uh, football player but he was and you know there's got to be options for for kids to to see something and, and when Mr. Tucker was up here talking about I'm looking at the ATA website here the the, the rendering it's only 13 courts it's it's an amazing looking facility I mean 13 courts I understand that you know, U.S. Open, other places are 25, 30, and, and all that. But this is this is a great place to start, and I'm sure if it uh, if, if the success is there, past this this footprint, you can grow it. But uh, my own my only thing, and I, and I wanted to ask uh, Vice Mayor, with regard to the the funding side, if because of and the, the parameters she laid out, I'm fine with, but because Miramar is already in a, uh, has done a challenge grant, and because the ATA, for example, couldn't apply. What I would like to make sure that we do, if we're going to, if we're going to, if we're going to not do the challenge grant function, and we're going to do the 250 a year for two years out of just CVB, for example, uh, or the TDT, the the the, uh, the fund, 
that we reduce the challenge rate by that much. I want this to be net neutral. In other words, it doesn't affect you all, but it affects the bookkeeping of, of the CVB. So I don't necessarily want us to say, well, we want to keep the challenge grant at, at a million dollars for annual. And then we also want to add on another 250. I want it to be net, net neutral at zero. So in other words, if we take 250 and, and, we, and we approve this as a, as a commission, then we go 750, 750. Is it, I think that was an inquiry to yourself, Commissioner, the Vice Mayor. Um, but I got it. That would be a separate item because I'd have to then come back and put an item on to ask the commission. As long to, as we're already in concept. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I'd have to I'd have to do a separate item apart from this, right? No, you want me to just add it in there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is it your your next commissioner, Wax? Um, commissioner. Okay, Larkin. wait. Commi um, Joni Coffee, our attorney, was going to speak. Oh, Let of course. Her speak. Yes, Ms. Coffee. Want to be sure that the board. Um, gives us as much room as possible if it's your if it's the board's pleasure to tentatively <coughs> approve any funding from TDT funds that just be left as generic as possible because mm -hmm. we have a number of different statutory code and even contract constraints that we need to weave through okay so, okay thank you All right. as long as we're, we agree in concept that's fine yeah. uh, Commissioner Wexler well, the concept that I'd agree to is if they're only spending a half a million this year out of the million that's allocated for challenge grants, there's an extra million left in that pot. And so the bookkeeping part of it that you're talking about is that it's not new money, but it's currently allocated money for this fiscal year. That's the part that I, I mean, I'm going to tell you, there's not a whole lot of extra money in that budget. And there's a... There's a, not a whole lot of extra money in that budget since we voted yes on that Panther deal. And we're not going to see the light of day until about five years out when it begins to come down because it's 12 million and 12 million this year and next year the contribution from this county to the Panthers. So, um, you know, we've got to keep that in mind that that, that impact um, is significant on the budget of, of the um, CV, whatever your name is. Um, too many initials. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I didn't expect to be here this late at all today. Um, the, the requests or the, the um, requirements that the vice mayor has put in there um, are fine, except the $500,000 match um, from the ATA really would be over a since they're only asking, I mean, are they asking for 250 a year, or are they really asking for the 500,000? Because that impacts. If they ask for 250 a year. They can't come back. Right. And and so I my my. But it's not challenge. She's not talking challenge. If, if it, but that's what I'm saying. If you're talking about the challenge no, grant, then the suggestion would be to go for the 500,000, and and then. Miramar, Miramar camps. No, Miramar camp at the ATA can. ATA can. Can a for-profit company go crazy house? Anybody of can. Of course. Okay. They're not for profit. They're not for profit. For profit. There's, they can go for it, but they've got to have a two-to-one match, which they don't have. So, Ms. Coffee is what, trying Ms. to Coffee again? chime, chime well, in. You know, just an example, and, and we're just trying to listen to all nine voices here. But the tourist, as you know, the TDT statute prohibits the use of TDT funds for, for example, arenas that are not publicly owned. That can't be it. It could be for a museum that's owned by a not-for-profit. So when I talk about a lot of different things we'd need 
to weave through. There's a lot of we research. really need as much flexibility as you can possibly give us. Well, before we go, Commissioner but, Wexler but, has the floor. But you're not doing that. You're not doing that. You have that flexibility built in if you do it through the challenge grant. But you don't have that flexibility <laughs> built in if you do it through the requirements of the statute. That's going to be a little higher, harder lift for you. It's still tourist development tax money, so it's still got to satisfy the statute. Um, well, then either way, there shouldn't be a problem. Miramar, uh, however, can't be can't receive the money, and it's the public Miramar, entity. I, I don't even understand completely whether this this money could be directed just to the museum portion, for example. That no, makes it a lot easier no, for not for profit. If Miramar can't receive the challenge grant, then we have to look at a not for profit. A not for profit. Well, but a not for profit can't own an arena or stadium, so it'll have to be directed to. The museum component. Right. I'm just saying that this is not simple. No, the museum has to be would have to be. Well, hold on, hold on one sec. Um, no, Commissioner Wexler still has the floor. But we're giving yes. direction here today, then, and and we don't have enough information to make a decision. I get the desire to give money away. Okay, I get it. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. You brought the agenda item forward. So, so. But guys, hold on. Gu and guys, we're trying, if it's only Commissioner we're Wexler, trying the on the dais. This is kind of like sausage making. We're doing it on the dais to put the, the parameters in place of what makes us comfortable. So Commissioner Sharif has reviewed by the TDC, audited financials. How many years of audited financials? One, two, three? Because the, the, the challenge grant is two years of audited financials. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, a business plan, um, that's fun, fundraising business plan is, is, is another thing you've asked for, right? And then the half a million dollar match, but they're only, but, but you see, by asking, so you really want 250 a year, which means they only have to come up with 250 a year match, not a half a million. Can I answer the question? Yes, please. Sure. The, CV, the, the ATA communicated that whatever funds that we um, allocated toward this project um, to the tune of up to $500,000 that they would match. So the reason why I chose the number of the $500,000 match is because I, um, someone said that they would be more comfortable if I put that in, got that in writing from the ATA. So there, the, the match came in the form of we will match up to $500,000. So I didn't say, well, give me 250 over one year or give me a 250 the next year. I just want to know, do you have $500,000 that you are committing to this project to match whatever dollars that this commission comes back with? So I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to say, get me a commitment in writing from the ATA for the $500,000 that they agreed to match. All right, but the commitment is, I'm looking to make it a less heavy lift for them of 250 a year since they really haven't raised much yet. And as far as, there is no match at this point. Oh, okay. I'll let Mr. Lukic answer. Uh, well, if I may, I, I would recommend that we, we um, you, clearly the board, it sounds like the board's consensus to work with this organization, passing the resolution, contingent upon working out the details. We don't have enough details relative to the project. 
We don't have enough details relative to the legal ramifications. We don't have enough details about what they actually need in terms of cash flow and those kinds of things. I would suggest that the board wishes to express its support with the caveat to come back with those answers, then we move forward. I don't think we're going to make progress by talking no. about it now. We don't, we don't have enough information. So I, I would just suggest give the administration, my office, and legal and an opportunity to meet with the ATA representatives and bring back something that is more uh, well-developed. And that I'm willing to support, but you're giving me specifics up here, and I don't think that w it's one side of specifics. I don't have anything in writing from the ATA. I have an, an email that Al Tucker sent to you. Then if she's okay with that, that it's to include things that you identified, but that something specific will come back to us, I'm fine with that. But that's what I said. Like, no, you, you, are, you, you gave us four bullets. Did I not say that let, let's, um, let, let's do this. Commissioner Wexler still has the floor. But I, if, okay. Hold on, guys. Commissioner, she still has the floor. Uh, no, let her I, speak, you know please. What? I, uh, at this point, I look forward to seeing it come back to us with the details, because as far as the half a million is concerned, um, I don't know where that's coming from, and, and, and hopefully someone is going to tell us where that's coming from, and if there's going to be a match, I'd like to make sure that that match isn't a bank loan. Does, does anyone else care that that match may not be a bank loan, or that match may not be some kind of property that they own, but that it's real money in the bank? Let our staff do the work. We'll yes. Yes. Guys, let uh, look. Uh, we've gone around and around. If uh, let's have let Commissioner Sharif. Uh, does anybody real fast? I'd like to give everybody the opportunity to speak. Commissioner Holness, no. did you have one? No, 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 no. Okay. Let Commissioner Sharif uh, state her motion, and then let's vote on it. Okay. <clears throat> so, the motion that I have is just for the commission to adopt a resolution supporting the American Tennis Association Permanent Home and Black Tennis Hall of Fame development project in the city of Miramar, and that the motion be contingent at the resolution to support it, um, as well as funding through whatever source that the staff comes back with and says is the best source for us to fund it with, be contingent upon, one, a review by the TDC, two, audited financials of the ATA for two years. Three, a status update from the ATA on where they're at in terms of fundraising. Four, a fundraising plan or business plan, whichever one you want to label it. And five, a commitment in writing from the ATA for the $500,000 worth of match dollars that they said that they were going to commit today via the CVB's email and whatever other um, contingencies or, or restrictions that the auditor needs to feel that needs to be in place and that the county attorney feels needs to be in place to make it work, I think that, that is, that's gonna be my motion today. Can I get a second? Thank you. Um, with having a motion and a second, all in favor signify by saying aye. 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 All opposed, show the item passes unanimously. All right. Now. Uh, we are now moving on to, <laughs> I forgot about this. Mayor, I thought we were about to go to the mayor's report. Before we have you a go presentation. To that, real quick, can you oh. show me in the affirmative for items 27, 29, 38, and 45? Show, show uh, Commissioner Lamarca voting in the affirmative for the items that he just mentioned. Um, we have a, uh, let me ask you all, it's almost, it, I mean, the aviation department's been here all day. So I think it's, uh, it's important to bring them up and I'm looking forward to seeing their presentation. So uh, Mr. George, uh, 
Come on up. That's it. Miss George can retire soon. We are, we need to make him work a little bit. You know. It's just <laughs> Good afternoon, Mayor, Vice Mayor, Commissioners. The importance of this matter, uh, your new uh, airport director decided to, he's starting on March 28th, but he decided the importance of this that he'd come along and come in today. So Mark's with us today. Uh, I, I'm glad that you're giving me time for the next two hours to be able to provide <laughs> you. Maybe you could be like shut down. <laughs> I just thought it, you know, we get the thing going here. <laughs> um, We've done so many exciting things over the last few years, and the things have been moving forward. Uh, what has happened in the last three months has even taken me by surprise with the way uh, um, the response to our community and to our airport and to where we're going as we go in the future. So, um, Thank you, Mr. George. Does that conclude your presentation? Yes. Um, uh, speaking very clearly from somebody from Dania Beach. Thank you. So as we <laughs> as, yeah. um, but as we go forward, I thought we'd go into a little bit of history of where we've been and where we're going and so forth. And uh, where have we been? Uh, 1928 it started. That is not Merle Fogg. Merle Fogg was killed in an aircraft accident. They named the field after him. But I thought that something that we found out that was very interesting, the original airport was named the Broward County International Airport. Yeah, well, uh, I didn't. Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah, well, but it was named the, um, in 1948, the Broward County International Airport. And uh, it began service at that time. And I'm going to go through these quickly as I can. Eastern came to us. Name was changed in uh, 1959 to FLL. Um, we went from there on to total passengers to a million uh, in 69. Uh, as we went into 1986, um, did everybody know that we were part of the tour of uh, the Concorde as it went around the uh, world on a monthly basis? Well. It came through here all the time, and that was really interesting. And uh, I never got a chance to ride on the Concorde, but that was uh, really pretty fabulous. Uh, as we go into 1994 to 95, passengers exceeded 10 million. We started with some international. Then um, as we get into 96, this is where we started beginning things. Southwest came in here. They're now the th uh, second largest carrier at the airport with about 18.2% of the passengers. We went into 1999. Um, Spirit moved from Detroit, came here. They are the third largest carrier and our hometown carrier, along with now uh, Silver Airlines. But uh, Spirit has about 17.7% of the traffic. In 2001, and please remember this figure, 1999-2001, we got to 15 million passengers. Now here we go into 2001. Uh, we open up JetBlue came. It is now our largest carrier here with 24.2% and growing uh, of the traffic. And here we are in 2003 and 2005, international operations and rental car center opened up. Uh, Virgin America, there you are with uh, uh, Richard Branson, Sir Richard. Uh, 
they're opening up. And again, when you go through and look at some of the background on some of these pictures, these are original pictures of the airport, what they looked like back in the original circular as it went to uh, uh, in the late uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, now we're into the 2000s. Um, we moved forward again in 2012 and 13. Alaska Airlines uh, made a very smart move. They moved from Miami to here. Uh, out of the box, they saved over a half a million dollars a year just in landing fees and terminal rent. Norwegian Airlines started shuttle to Oslo, Stockholm, and Copenhagen with the 787 Dreamliner. 2014, Norwegian started London service, and the big thing that you all were able to accomplish was the runway was open, the New South runway was open. Um, then we get into 2015, Dynamic Airways uh, arrived, uh, Venezuela. Passengers last year in 2015 had 26.9 million passengers, 27 million passengers through this airport. That is almost, when I'm talking in a little bit, a doubling of passengers since 2000 when we hit with the next things I'm gonna to talk to you about. Today, we are the second fastest growing uh, large hub airport in the country. Um, Charlotte is a little bit faster than we are, and so is JFK, but only because they are more of a connecting airport. We are an O and D airport. Excuse me? Faster growing, but I'm talking about on both sides of us, uh, Commissioner, they are not an O&D airport where we're an O&D airport. They're a connecting airport, and so we got those. Then we go into, here's some comparisons, 7.3% uh, up in 2015, and uh, here's some comparison of what other airports do across the, uh, the United States. This is something that's very interesting. The top, we now go to top all 50 of our top 50 destinations. Every single one of our top 50 destinations for business we go to nonstop service for. We're gonna start Paris in July, and we're gonna be starting a number of other very, very interesting flights as we go through the end of the year, which will be announced a little bit later on. Uh, Norwegian. Norwegian with 787, brand new airplane service. Yes, really great. Here's a, the map that you like to see with the daily departures. Now here we get into some things that are going to be, that, that really predicated where we are today. Based on published airline schedules, we expect to get 9.3% increase in the first six months of the year, and we'll level out at 5% through the end of the year. That'll be 29 million passengers at the end of 2016. Now, that's just the tip of the iceberg. We have been contacted on both the international and domestic level of extensive expansion coming up in the next year to five years. Carrier A, because I will not give their name out, uh, uh, has already talked with our uh, master plan folks they are going to go to 140 departures a day by one carrier alone. Carrier B is going to increase their departures to 100 departures a day, and carrier C is going to do it to 100 departures a day. By the end, that's why I'm here. <laughs> no, we don't have the capacity for that right now. That's why I'm here. 
By the end of this year, we will have seven to nine more additional departures, of which two will be wide-body aircraft. And that's on top of all this other stuff that's starting. So how do we look at this? It's through the current FAA terminal area forecast. You've heard me talk over the years about the TAF. This is published again by the FAA, but the, the plan, um, the master plan started about three years ago. I mean, three months ago. And we started looking at a number of these things and we're saying, before we're even started, we're beyond the TAF. And so we asked Rocondo and Associates to go and take a look at the uh, projections. And in, in addition to the projections, they also interviewed all those three airlines that I'm referring to in individual meetings separately over the last three months. This is where we're going to go. We're going to be sitting with the TAF setting, we're going to go to about 34 million. We believe it's going to be between 36.7 and 41.9 by the year 2025. That's significant growth, and that surpasses um, the, the TAF significantly. And that's all coming to this community, and that's going to be more work for this community. So where we're going to go for tomorrow, and as we go through here, we're going to need to expand and modernize the terminal buildings, but do this even more than we're doing. We need to get the Federal Inspection Station done. Um, we're in the process of that. Each one of these things are going to be answered as we go through here. Need for additional gates and need for relocation of parking lots. So here we are in the terminal building. I'm going to start on the side with uh, um, you, uh, Terminal 1 and, and uh, the five new international gates. We're going to be coming back to you with some uh, initial work. The original $295 million budget looks pretty good. Um, we're going to be very close to that. But there's a couple things because of the growth that we're going to have to look at. One is aesthetic. Uh, you all have seen the beautiful floors that we've done in the terminal building. Well, we didn't have in the budget for the 295 the floors in the baggage area and also in the new uh, customs area. We're going to bring back to you some uh, terrazzo flooring. And there's going to be a baggage crossover system that's going to connect the terminal uh, B and Terminal C baggage crossover so we can get higher capacity during peak times and crossover the, with that. <laughs> FA, uh, excuse me, TSA did not feel that that was necessary when we first did it. Uh, we're going to be uh, exploring some, some um, uh, possibility of TSA participating in that. Go to Terminal 2. Terminal 2 has uh, gone forward. Uh, we've talked with every U. Uh, every one of you, Delta has also spoken with you. They are still interested in coming to us. We'll be bringing in action on the 15th to one, extend Delta's con uh, signatory contract by another 10 years. And then secondly, uh, they will be wanting to assume the, the, the work on that. Again, as we've done in the past, all purchasing operations, CBE, and contractual requirements of the county will be followed in anything we bring back. As we go into Terminal 4, um, excuse me, Terminal 3, um, that's been 
a real um, metamorphosis. Um, if you look up before, that's what the old ticket counters look like without the floors and, the, and, and, and so forth. Afterwards, you see what the new ticket counters are, are like uh, right there. <coughs> we need to take that down to the following, uh, to the American side, American Airlines side, and the um, Norwegian and, and uh, Azul uh, side. Uh, bring that up to date. Redo those ticket counters and also the back baggage to be able to bring it forward. This will be coming back to you as we uh, develop even further. Uh, but that's uh, that needs to be done to be able to to handle all those extra passengers coming through because the passenger flow under the old system doesn't work. But if you look at over the Christmas season, we were handling over a hundred thousand passengers a day when we were going through there. And as I told you when we went through how, how uh, um, it worked. By the way, there's a picture of the uh, uh, Terrazzo floors working that we worked with the arts group with, and they're just uh, fabulous. The uh, mayor was out when we opened that up and uh, cut the ribbon. Most complex area is Terminal 4. I've talked with you before. Um, The western portion is five of the six gates are done. The connector's in the process of being put through. There's some changes that need to be done with that. We're going to bring that back to you. The eastern portion has started. The contractor's uh, on site doing site uh, and initial work. The big thing, which is the key in the construction, is the finishing of six gates by May of 2017. Those will be six international gates. There's incentives in that also. Um, the long pole in the tent is a federal inspection station. I'll be bringing back to you a change order for some work on the west side and an amendment to continue to get to early work for the east side with the GMP coming back to you in the fall and September to October with the GMP from uh, Cummings Baffer Baby. The, um, we have to have the federal inspection station finished at the same time we bring those six gates on. And I'm gonna show you some pictures of some things that we can do in there. But um, Conjunction with that, we're going to also bring back to you a design-build contract for the baggage system for four. The baggage system does not have to be done. We can operate with the old baggage system and move bags around, but we have to have the gates and the FIS done at the same time, and there'll be incentives in that one. Um, Spirit Airlines... Uh, is indicating they want to grow, and in with their growth, the way the ticket counters are set up, they have to change them to what we have in Terminal 3, so that will be coming back to you also. But here's something that's interesting. This is what the new um, Federal Inspection Station is going to look like. And when we do this, what you'll see is when we come back to you, this section is what we're going to be bringing to you. It's about 24,000 square feet. And that will be coming to you 
in a early work package with some pricing and so forth. And that's what we get that done, we can then work the FIS with the six new gates and also the five in the other side. This facility was coordinated with and has already been approved by the Customs and Border Patrol. So we will not have, I better not say will not have, but the chance of having a um, uh, changes by customs are very slim now. They, we took a new approach. They brought people down here and we designed that. Ikea, Kai's doing the design. Uh, here's what it will look like inside. On the left-hand side is the auto automatic passport control that's been so successful. But also, please do not forget, folks, we are one of the 12 airports now in the country that have uh, the app that you can clear customs on your airplane before you even go there. Uh, one of our folks cleared customs in 17 minutes coming back through Miami last week using the app. Um, so now here we are. Macondo sat down and took a look at our work and said, you need more gates. What I would like to put out and make sure you understand, we did an EIS on the runway. And in with the EIS, the Environmental Impact Statement, it also included a clearance for up to building of 79 gates at the airport. With what we're doing right now, we'll have six more. That'll make it, uh, uh, excuse me, we'll have 66 gates with what it's done. And we believe we need between four and six more gates. Now, here's a suggestion on what one might look like. We could put gates on uh, G, which is the new one, and we can put gates there, or we can put it on the end of E. And what's going to happen is Mark's going to be working with Rocondo, and they're going to be coming up with suggested configurations, and those are going to be coming back to you. But all these things have to keep moving to be able to meet the demand. So how do we pay for it? And we go through the uh, uh, process of how we pay for it. Um, here is our budget that shows the growth as we go through 2020 without figuring in the additional passengers. And just for a figure that when you come through here and you look at what we're doing, the amount of money we generated per in-plane passenger before we got started with our new food concession program and all the improvements that are going to be put in that, we generated about 450 to 550. We didn't even, per in-plane passenger, we didn't even make airport revenue news lists in the top 50. Today, we're doing over $12 per in-plane passenger with the first phase of the work that we started and we're not even there yet. So what I wanted to show you is where the money's coming from and what we're doing. Secondly, what the passengers look like. And then third thing, our performance. When you look at the cost per plane passenger, as you remember from all the years that we've been doing this, I always bring back a very, very conservative outlook on this. I believe that we will beat that $6.99 by about $2 per plane passenger 
but it's good to put it up there and good for us to look at. That feasibility study was based upon the last bond issue that we did with that roughly $400 million last fall. But please look at the non-airline revenues, the way they grow, and then the revenue per in plane passenger, the way it grows, and again, down at the bottom, the industry average of non-aviation revenue at large hub airports is about 50% of the total revenue. We're sitting at 70 to 74%, folks. That's really, really good, and it's going to get better, especially under a much kinder and gentler airport director. So as we go forward, again, please remember this is a residual airport with a residual agreement. The airlines just pay whatever shortfalls there are. Here's a breakout that you, you've always liked to see of where the market share is. And anybody that runs a business that has a diverse market share like that is very, very happy. We do not have all of our eggs in one basket. So here we go into employee parking. I warned you that we're gonna to have to do it soon. We are now November, December, and January. We exceeded the Cypress Garage employee parking. We're gonna be relocating the first, the non-base flight crews out of uh, the garage in May to the economy parking lot on Ravenswood Road. Second, we're gonna relocate parking for the rest of the employees by July of this year. And they're gonna be going to the economy parking lot on Ravenswood Road. And then we're gonna take the economy parking lot and we're gonna put it in the top floor of the Cypress Garage. And that way we have a competitive um, uh, product for the off airport rental uh, uh, parking lot people so we can continue to keep that um, uh, basis. We'll also be coming back to you with some minor changes that we have to do, about $2 million to uh, bring that uh, parking lot up with the new signage, the new wayfinding, the new uh, things that went with that, that so many people have commented about how much they like being able to go to a level and see where the parking space is available. So. How do we do this? Well, we're gonna bring it back to you in future board actions. The first board action will be coming to you for the baggage crossover system and the terrazzo flooring. And that'll, and, and commissioners, as you know, whenever we bring these to you, I will be coming to you individually, briefing you, bringing all the information. But the, the expediency that we have to do to get this done to meet the needs, we. Bertha and I had spoken about it and we just felt that it was imperative that we brought it to you as soon as possible. This has happened in the last three months. Terminal 2, the, uh, on the 15th of March, will bring the uh, Delta Signatory TBLA Terminal Building Lease Agreement along with the extension for the construction. In, for Terminal 3, uh, we're still working with JetBlue for the baggage system and the ticket counter, we'll be doing that. The, the big one we're bringing on the 15th is the Terminal 4 FIS early work, which will be what I referred to that we have to get going. It'll be foundation, utilities, steel, contract amendment, along with an emergency evacuation area, and there'll be incentives in this. This 
this portion will get the FIS done by May of 17, but the first portion that we're talking about here in this board action will then set up for the final GMP, which will be coming in the uh, um, September-October basis. The full FIS will not be done until either the end of 17, beginning of 18, but we can function and FIS U.S. Customs can function to be able to meet the demand that we have coming through as we go into the peak season in 17. We'll also be bringing to you a check baggage inspection system um, uh, for design bid and an archi architectural design RFP for additional gates. We might as well start on it now to get that done through our selection process so we can get moving and then as I said, reorganization of the parking lots, about $2 million. So those things will be coming to you. I went through it very, very quickly, commissioners. You've had a long day, a lot of information. None of this is going to be sprung on you without us bringing it back to you. None of it's going to be done without having the full backup that you have gotten from the past and expect from the uh, uh, airport. And finally, um, it's exciting to be able to bring this kind of news to you to tell you that there are carriers out there that are buying aircraft and making investments in our facility to go forward. For example, last week, two weeks ago, excuse me, they came out with opening up commercial flights to Cuba. Within one day, I had three, two carriers calling me that are going to start, that want to start service and are applying for it. And a third carrier uh, came in, came out yesterday and is going to be applying for it. And they all want to fly from Fort Lauderdale to uh, Cuba. So with that, thank you very much. Can I answer any quick questions? I know you're worn out. <laughs> Commissioner Ritter. Thank you. Um, yes, we've had a long day, but um, these kinds of things always perk me up. I know that. Uh, congratulations, as always, Mr. George. Um, you know, the, the board is still fairly new, young, um, not, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> not many of you have been here very long. And, um, and there's very little um, history still. Um, with the exception of staff and a couple of us, Commissioner Wexler and I, who w went through the the air, airport wars of the uh, earlier 2000s, um, and the fact that we were able to come through it where we are today is really um, something that we should pat ourselves on the back for. Uh, the the fact that you've kept the cost per plane passenger as low as you have. Um, when we were hearing horror stories from op op opponents about how, how expensive it was going to be to fly out of Broward County Airport and um, how we weren't going to be competitive anymore with, with other airports of like size and in the region, um, none of that came true. What you told us did come true, that we kept the cost down, that we've increased the number of passengers, that we've increased the commitment from our, our signatory airlines as well as the other airlines like JetBlue and Southwest that are doing such an amazing business 
here at, at Broward County's airport. Commissioner Holtz and I last week were cut the ribbon for the inaugural flight from here to Quito, Ecuador. And I had to tell you, when, when, I was, when I came of age here in Broward County, that tiny little airport that had one terminal where you could park your car right in front and walk to your, air, to your airplane, none of us would have ever have, I certainly never imagined that we would be what we are today where you could take international flights from here. From here, I not have to travel to Miami or Palm Beach. Um, I'm a huge cheerleader for this for this airport, um, and and have certainly shown the scars as a result of it. But despite all of those scars and all of the bloodletting that we did while we were trying to accomplish this goal, which honestly none of you had to go through, um, congratulations to that for that. By the way, we we have come out. I can't tell you how proud I am to be a, county, a Broward County Commissioner at this point in time where we can look at that airport and say, look what we were able to build and, and continue to build in such a constrained area. Um, the commitment that the airlines have shown to this airport and to our ability to continue to grow as a result of the demand. I just, I just think it's one of those times where you say to yourself, you know what? It really is great to be a Broward County Commissioner, to work with and for Broward County, and to say that this is our hometown airport. Um, just really great job and, and congratulations. I'm really excited. And if I am not on that inaugural flight to Havana, there will be hell to pay, Mr. Gale, because you'll be the one that's here, not him. <laughs> just saying that right now. I don't care what it costs. I will be buying that ticket and be on that inaugural flight and cut that ribbon and all those other things. Congratulations. Commissioner Lamarca. Thank you. I will not be on that inaugural flight, and she can, and she can wear my Che Guevara t-shirt. Um, no, no. Mr. George, I, I have to, I'm, I'm not sure you get, along, get on to Facebook all that much, but I did write a little, uh, a little situation where I was not too thrilled about uh, my service at, at MIA. A few weeks ago, I, I missed a flight to Tallahassee because apparently my bag couldn't travel without me, and I was 31. I was 31 minutes when I walked up to the counter because of a little bit of an Uber issue, but Lyft saved the day. It's good to have options, uh, but I have to tell you, uh, I probably should have just taken Tri-Rail right into the, right into the to the terminal. But the the fact is that was at the time the only place I can get a direct flight. Uh, I know we're going to get those back for for Tala Tallahassee from. Uh, FLL, but it, there is absolutely no place. I mean, I don't travel everywhere, but I get around a bit and around this country. There's no airport that handles the number of passengers and the number of uh, people and number of issues and customer service and everything else as, as, as well as you all do. Um, and everybody forgets that while the runway may be done, there's a lot of construction going on there. It's still the airport is basically an active construction site, whether it's through terminals and whatnot, and the, uh, what Greg does for you and uh, everybody else, uh, they just seem to pull everything off along with the FBO and, and all that uh, amazingly well, and I know that's uh, thanks to your leadership, so uh, I want to thank you for your, your update and uh, always keeping us informed. Commissioner Holmes. Yes, I, I might not have been here during the, uh, the wars, but I read about them. <laughs> 
and in terms of cheerleading, uh, this is this is huge for us in Broward County to be able to facilitate access to the world. And as we embark on moving forward with our economic development plans to actually be the gateway for international business to the rest of the world, I think it's good what we're doing with our expansion. In fact, there are friends of mine that live in Miami that prefer to fly out of Fort Lauderdale because it's easy to get in, it's easy to get out. As we grow, how do you see issues with congestion or do we have any that we need to deal with? Traffic flow. We have, um, in a, as if you remember, I've said that the we've got an airfield that's in good shape, we've got terminal buildings that's got capacity and we can do that, but the, the, the most difficult task that we have is what we're gonna do with the internal roadway system to get around the terminal building. And that's the first phase of the master plan that uh, Mark's gonna be uh, uh, faced with as we go forward to find out alternatives, where do we go next, how do we get people on and off. FDOT's involved with us and, and they're helping and that's, that's the most important part because very clearly one of the, 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 the biggest attributes of this airport that all of us are committed to keeping is easy in and easy out. And we gotta do that. And we intend to do that. And we intend to do it for our customers to get them in and out of here uh, as seamlessly as possible. And you know my, my, my broken record on, on the protocol office so we can accommodate heads of states. It, it is in terminal three or four, we haven't decided which, but we have the room for it and we will have a protocol office for you. Thank you. Congratulations on the great work that you've done here. And welcome to our new leader. Commissioner Bogan. You know, I was just curious, you know, I travel a lot in and out of the airport and I think, you know, right now, I think I can go anywhere in the world leaving Fort Lauderdale, either direct or through a connection. Fair to say? Yes, that's correct. So, so with the projections that you're talking about, are we going to have a, just a much more congested airport? Do you know the, the, the nice thing, and thank you for that question, because first thing is, with the building that's second runway and getting that done, we can go to about 435,000 operations a year. We're sitting right now between 280 and 300. So the air side congestion. Secondly, we don't have that to worry about that on the air side. The terminal buildings, there's all kinds of options that we can do with the terminal buildings. And that's why you're doing a master plan right now. And that's why you're looking at these things. Third thing is, I believe that the changes that you're going to see with a number of these flights that are coming in, there's only a fixed amount of O&D passengers that we have around here. There we're getting about 54% of all the O&D passengers for South Florida. Miami's getting about 30%. I'm sorry, O&D? Origination okay. and destination out of here. Okay. I'm sorry. And Miami's getting about 30%, and the, the Palm Beach is, is picking up the rest. I believe that you're going to see these carriers, A, B, and C, that I talked about, not only doing direct domestic service with direct international service, but they're going to start doing connecting service. So you'll come on into the airport, 
clear customs or get off your aircraft and then get on another aircraft. You build an airport a little bit differently for an O&D versus a connecting airport. But you're going to see connecting, and guess what? We're set up for connecting. Because when you made the commitment a number of years ago to connect Terminal 3 and 4 and to go forward with the extra five gates on Terminal 1, you now set up what are called unit terminals that can be provide tremendous flexibility for the carriers operating in here. Okay. Listen, great job. I mean, Commissioner, uh, Vice Mayor Sharif. I just want to say um, to Mr. George that you do a fabulous job with our airport. And um, I had the privilege of being stranded in a couple of airports over the last few weeks. <laughs> and um, when I was sitting there, I was in um, uh, Reagan and I was in Miami and I was just sitting there and, they were, and the passengers were complaining and several of them turned around and said, God, I wish I was in Fort Lauderdale. And when they said that, I, w I turned around and I said, should I interject or should I, I just said, no, I I'm just happy to repeat it to you. Um, in Washington, D.C., they said they wanted to be in Fort Lauderdale. And in Miami, they said they wanted to be in Fort Lauderdale. And as a matter of fact, I wanted to be in Fort Lauderdale, too. So um, anyway, you do a fabulous job. And I just want to say <coughs> thank you. And I'm so sorry that you had to sit here through all of this today, but I think your presentation was worthwhile. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, and I just want to ditto everything that everybody said, and also to let you know that I had a very similar terrible experience as Commissioner Lamarca did down in Miami, and as you're walking that what feels like a 10-mile thing oh uh, all the way to D60, you realize how much you miss and you love Fort Lauderdale. So thank you for the great work that you do, and we're also excited for you, Mr. Yale, as well. Uh, with that said, um, if nobody else has anything they'd like to say, oh, Ms. Henry, your, your no, mic's on. I can wait. Oh, uh, no, no, after you. No, I'm good. Are you sure? Uh, Commissioner Lamarca, were you putting your fingers up? No. Say, no. Had somebody waiting in my office. Oh, um, you know, I'm not going to, we're, we're going to move on to the mayor's report, but I'll go second. Commissioner Lamarca has an appointment, so I'm going to let him do his um, non-agenda. I'll be very quick, Mayor. Thank you. Um, I want to do, while the airport folks are still here, apparently we can only hire, <laughs> by the way, apparently we can only hire airport directors from the state of Pennsylvania. Um, but I wanted to say, you know, it's, it's a compliment. I know you're a Steelers fan. He's an Eagles fan. Uh, one, one of the neatest things to, to have is, is the diversity we have at our airport. And to be able to, and I want to thank Greg because he's always been very, very helpful. Uh, but, but to have the ability to go, well, we're doing a ribbon cutting, go over and see one of the F-16 Thunderbirds come in for, for press avail. Um, and then go... Uh, just a couple weeks later or a week and a half later to see one of the absolutely greatest heavy metal bands with their 747-400 roll into uh, the FBO and see uh, Ed Force One. Uh, and then to find out that we have the Canadian Armed Forces Squadron 40, which is a whole fleet of uh, F-18, CF-18s. There you go. There you go. It is. Um, it's, that was it's, last week. It's really a, a service that you all provide that... Uh, you know, the, to, to have the air show back and to have the airport running uh, and not have that box we have to worry about or the, air, the construction and all that. But, uh, no, it was, it's just been great. And that, that was really what I wanted to say in my uh, non-agenda. The other thing was I wanted to highlight that uh, I believe that there was a NACO program that I got wind of when I was out in, in December uh, in, uh, at the LUC conference and, uh, or at the, at the uh, quarterly meeting. And it was a Home Depot uh, rebate 
So I said, well, let me come back and see if, you know, we can figure out what's going on, if we can qualify. And it's a three cent rebate of all net qualifying sales completed in the year of 2015. So I came back and, and Daphne and Bertha's office said, well, let me, let me look into it. So our little three cent uh, rebate came back as 14,753 bucks to the taxpayers of Broward County. So I thought that was, that was pretty awesome. I wanted to mention that. So thank you. Great. We're now gonna move on to the, uh, the mayor's report. Um, the first I just wanted to bring to the County Commission's uh, uh, attention. Um, last week, uh, there was uh, no, it was after our last meeting, but before this meeting when the letter was due, a, um, the Broward Sheriff's Office asked that I sign a letter in my official capacity, uh, a letter of, in support of Career Sources Broward's application for the United States Department of Labor's Leap 2 grant, which um, would actually, if, 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 if it comes to fruition, will bring an American job center into the jails in Broward County to give inmates training options, job readiness, and money management workshops and employability skills in order to help reduce the recidivism in our county. Uh, generally, I would have put the, I would have put this before the county commission uh, and, and before I wrote it and signed it, but it was due last week and there wasn't time, so I just wanted to bring it to everybody's attention. Uh, if anybody objects, please let me know, but I had a feeling that this is something that, you know, as, uh, as good as Broward County uh, dedicated elected officials, uh, we would support. Um, the next thing I wanted to bring up, and this is an issue that I, uh, weirdly enough, I'm having a very hard time finding somebody that would like to be my colleague on the South Florida Regional Planning Council. Um, <laughs> that's what everybody said. It's uh, there, um, you know, unfortunately, it, it is, you know, I actually have enjoyed serving on Sorry. this board. I'll do it. You would, wonderful. I don't have to speak anymore and try to convince anybody. Excellent, Commissioner Furr is on the South Florida Regional Planning Council. Excellent, nice. That makes me so happy. Now, uh, with that said, I have nothing else to report except this was a very deliberative meeting. Before we move on, I think Ms. Henry has been dying to say something in the microphone no, for a while. No, good. You sure? I'm positive. Oh, you're good. Oh, well, the mic's still on. It's just <laughs> so now we will start on this side with Commissioner Furr. Okay. Thank you. Um, I, I love the orchestra pit here in the morning. Thank you. Thank um, you hopefully, much. we can do that again. Absolutely. Um, I did see while we were in the uh, while we were having this meeting, they did um, uh, make sure that the fracking did not pass in the center. Did it? It failed. It failed. Great. So I think I think our efforts on uh, ours and eighty other cities and counties kind of sent a message. I think. Actually, I have to tell you, Commissioner, for your leadership was awesome on this. And I can tell you, you know, I know generally we believe that because we're Broward County Democrats, we don't have a whole lot of effect up in Tallahassee. But I can tell you, which I thought was interesting, when I went to Tallahassee uh, for Broward Days, and this is the one issue I spoke to folks on, what was interesting, there were many Republicans up there opposing this, and they all yeah. knew about what Broward County was doing on this. And, um, and the reason that we were able to do that, the reason we took these positions is because you took the lead on it. So you deserve, all, I think, most of the credit on this issue. So thank you for what you've done. Everybody's supportive on this, so it's 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 an easy one to be supportive on. Yeah, um, right. But but I think it, I think it was good that we led the way on this. I think it did speak volumes. And then lastly, um, what on Friday is coming coming online is the climate change website from our county, which is going to also kind of pave the way for that that other anywhere in the United States will be able to look what we're putting on putting up um, curriculums, all kind of. Uh, modeling thing, all kinds of stuff. State of the art. Uh, kudos to our own department. It's an amazing website, and it comes on board on Friday. So, that's it. Thank you, Commissioner Fur. Commissioner Ritter. Um, first of all, I don't own a Che Guevara T-shirt. 
Um, but I'm sure we all have something made in China or Vietnam <laughs> in our home. Last I looked, they had the same type of government as Cuba. Um, I did mention earlier that we had a ribbon cut, that Commissioner Holness and I attended the ribbon cutting at the JetBlue ribbon cutting. Uh, I also want to say I, I attended the 25th anniversary of the Performing Arts Center Gala on Saturday evening. And um, it's interesting, I was pregnant with my baby when the center opened. And so having spent, tw and seeing 25 years of it, it's just, it, it's amazing. But Josh Groban was the performer and he actually said how, um, how special it was that the Performing Arts Center was named the Broward County Performing Arts Center instead of fill in the corporate name Performing Arts Center, which I thought was really something special. And he actually mentioned the word Broward um, when he said it, not Fort Lauderdale, which was even more special. Um, finally, uh, Mayor, you mentioned the, the difficulty of putting, um, finding a third county commissioner for the South Florida Planning Council. I spent seven years um, on the Planning Council, including being uh, on the executive committee and chairing it for a year, and have come to the conclusion that the necessity for Broward County to be a part of the Planning Council has, uh, the t that time has passed. Uh, I don't know if we are required to be uh, a member of a planning council, but we spend a great deal of money in dues, and I'm not sure that we get back the services from the, in fact, I know we don't get back the services from the planning council that, uh, that um, equal the amount of money that we put into it. We do, our, we, have, we are a large county, we, 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 the services they provide, we do in-house. And I'm just wondering if we were required to be a member of a planning council by statute or if we have the ability to uh, opt out and she's got her handy. You don't have to give me that answer today, but um, I, in the past we had not had difficulties finding members. But the planning council, it's not called the planning council anymore, it's called the South Florida Regional Council. They were more relevant prior to this current administration and the change to the Department of Economic Opportunity instead of what it used to be, which I can't even remember what it used to be called, Community Affairs, Department of Community Affairs, where, where planning councils actually had a relevancy that they no longer have. So I'd like to have that question answered, Ms. Coffey, at your convenience to see if we can explore the opportunity to maybe, maybe decline to be a member from this point forward. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I would say, un unfortunately, Commissioner Ritter's right. I've served on there now. Unfortunately, for, I'm right. On this one, you are. I mean, I find I find that you're right most of the time. But, like, um, like on conference committee budget. Oh uh, yeah, cannot you were be right. amended. You were right about that too. But I just want to add, I've I've been on there as well for with you know uh, since I was first elected to the floor to the not the Florida House to the County Commission and. Uh, truthfully, I'm still trying to figure out what we do on the South Florida Regional Planning Council, and it's a shame. Ouch. Well, it's a shame because it was a council that used to have a significant amount of authority and power and the ability to protect our, our residents on a regional basis, and this governor basically stripped its powers completely away, so I really don't know what our authority is. And so, I'm, unfortunately, Commissioner Ritter's right. We should look into it because we do spend a lot of money on it. Definitely. Commissioner Ryan. Mayor Kerr, your reputation for running very prompt commission meetings has been decimated. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's true. 
So Body just, cameras and TDC should not be on the same agenda. You're going to have to start all over because this sure looked like it was going to be a brief agenda. Didn't everybody think we were going to be out by about noon it's, today? You know, I, I, I used to call you Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now I need to be able to uh, to get that back. So <laughs> I'm going to I have to learn from you. All right. You'll, you'll do fine. Thank you. Uh, just to let everyone know that on Thursday, uh, I will be attending the MPO executive meeting to talk about the local option sales tax for transportation. We recently had a workshop and I think gave some direction on where the county would go on a uh, transportation tax and had indicated to uh, those MPO members that were in attendance that the infrastructure tax was not uh, something that would be considered by this commission. Uh, at the end of the executive meeting, there will be a meeting of a subcommittee on the transportation issue of MPO members, and uh, I will report back at our next meeting on what progress we're making as we try to achieve some common ground with the MPO and move forward on the uh, transportation tax consideration, and ultimately uh, it will be decided by a referendum of the voters. Thank you for, for taking the lead on that, by the way. And Vice Mayor Sharif. Thank you, Mayor. Last week, um, I was in Washington, D.C. for the NACO Legislative Conference, and as always, it was a very productive trip on behalf of um, FAC and Broward County. Um, we also set a wreath at the Arlington National Cemetery at the Tomb of the Unknown and to honor the fallen soldiers, and that was a very moving ceremony. Um, felt very honored to be a part of it. Um, we held quite a few meetings at the Health and Human Services and the Health Steering Committee. Um, and it, uh, many of them uh, related to our juvenile justice um, issues, as well as some of the, um, there was some discussion about civil citation. Um, the second thing is that I met with Congresswoman Deutsch, Congressman Deutsch and Congresswoman Gwen Graham, Graham in regard to flooding, um, insurance, uh, sober homes, FEMA reauthorization, and on my final day there, I was joined by the Port Everglades Action Team. Um, don't start. I know what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> I was also joined by the Port Everglades Action Team at Representative Wilson's office. And it is always great, <laughs> great to see um, that the Port Authority, Broward Alliance, the Broward Workshop, and the Broward League of Cities collaboratively are lobbying on behalf of the Port of Broward County. Um, we, t we had some very productive discussions on WERDA 2016 and the full funding of the Army Corps, which is critical to Broward County's port. Why are you looking at me like that? Well, I, 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 officer, would you put that person back in her cage, please? Please, put her back in that cage. Why? What happened? What did I do? Oh. Mark um. doesn't like when Brittany leaves her cage. Why? She doesn't work for us. Um, Okay, congratulations <laughs> to the Cathedral Church of the Resurrection in Miramar for their 20th anniversary. And also, um, before flying out to Washington, D.C., I was privileged to attend the ribbon cutting for the U.S., the new U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, uh, Protection Facility at the FLL, presented by um, Shelter. And I um, was just very pleased and privileged to do that. And we have a wonderful facility. And uh, with that, I'm going to stop. Commissioner Holness. Thank you. Today we had our uh, cultural division hosting a Building Healthier Community Workshop. They will have this again tomorrow. 
The workshop will seek ways to improve government, human and social services through the arts. So be again tomorrow, March 2nd, uh, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. at Reverend Delavo uh, Park uh, at 2550 Sistrong Boulevard. For more information, uh, you may call our cultural division, 954-357-7869. And also, uh, this weekend, Friday and Saturday, our Office of Economic Development Small Business Office will be hosting a conference on Friday from 9 a.m., 8 a.m. to 6.30 p.m., and on Saturday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. The uh, seminars are, re are free, and this will be held at the Broad Convention Center. Uh, you'll learn how to do business with the county, develop lines of credit. Uh, it is, it's really an invaluable session for you to do, how to do business plans. For more information, you may call our Office of Economic Small Business Development at 954-357-6400. And I'd like to thank Kristin from Commissioner Tim Ryan's office for sharing her day with us on Saturday at the Lord Hill Mall where we had a citizenship uh, program for folks to get their citizenship. Uh, over the weekend, we had almost 600 people attend. Uh, she was very helpful in assisting many who needed assistance to get those applications done and remarked it that since her parents were immigrants, she, would, she was grateful to be a part of that also. Uh, on yesterday, I met with uh, Reverend Green from Mount Hermon AME, that's the African Methodist Episcopalian Church oldest African-American congregation in this country. Uh, they celebrate over 100 years already in Broad County. They will be hosting their conference here this year in Broad County. So we look forward to hosting somewhere between 1,200 and 1,500 people in Broad County, which would help our economy. And thanks to our Office of uh, our Convention Visitors Bureau Office for their support in this effort. Commissioner Bogan. I'd like to talk about Coconut Creek in my district for a couple hours. <laughs> I'm done. Right, wait, almost. We still have our three uh, employees at the County Commission hires that are able to speak. Starting with Ms. Henry. Mr. Lukic. Nothing, sir. All right. Ms. Coffey. Nice. You guys are always coming up clutch for us. That's good. With that, we are adjourned. <laughs>